Hello, this is Do Go On. I'm Matt Stewart. And I'm Taran Jayamana. And uh, we're in Sydney. And uh, we're about to be in Brisbane. And we're doing live shows. They're called Dry Dryer. And also, who knew with Matt Stewart in both those cities? And you can get details at mattstewartcomedy.com. Anything else you want to tell the good listeners that do go on, Saran? Well, the whole point of this was you thought that it might be more engaging if you had a different voice. But you've said most of the information. So, hey, come see us in Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah, that was engaging. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. Upload video content, organize your video library and showcase your content on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your video library by adding a paywall to your content. Cha-ching. <laughs> you can help with written content on your website with Squarespace AI, which I used to write this next sentence, so check this out. Generate instant, personalised results that know and show your brand identity. Explain what your site is about, choose your tone, and enter what you need to get short or long-form text. Squarespace AI, Squarespace AI makes it easier to go live, stand out, and succeed online. Oh, Dave, if only it could also not just write it, but read it too. <laughs> And edit it. <laughs> hey, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses. Or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music or ebooks. Man, it's starting to sound like I'm obsessed with money. <laughs> <laughs> and you are. So head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicky, and as always, I'm here with Matt Stewart and Jess Perkins. Hello, Dave. Hey, Dave. Isn't it so nice to be alive? It's so nice to be alive. <laughs> He's trying to get that to me. His catchphrase It's not working. And uh, we are joined this week by our favourite detective duo. <gasps> it's Alexi <gasps> Toliopoulos and Cameron James. Oh, Thank you so much for having us. Yes. My favourite du- detective duo is Dick Tracy and that guy with the big head and the small face. <laughs> oh, small face, big head. <laughs> My favourite Dick Tracy character. <laughs> and let the record show it is I, Alexi Toliopoulos, <laughs> speaking now. Cameron, introduce your voice. Hey, guys. There we go. <laughs> What's the, up? The listener now has complete knowledge of how the audio dynamic it of this podcast It was exciting to sing because I had a real split second to decide on what my new personality <laughs> was going to be. What you went with? <laughs> I chose California Cartman. Hey guys, what's up? We, we will insist you do that for the next two hours. <laughs> I, can't. I can't. I give up. This is how I really talk. What's up? Whoa, this guy's sexy. What the heck? Oh my god, this, my loins had a tingle. This makes sense to us because we're in the sunny city mm. of Sydney. Mm. Yeah. It's oh, beautiful yeah. to be up here. Dave and I have been here for a week and it's been raining, but the day the Jess comes up, the sun breaks out. Wow. You guys brought the weather with you. <laughs> 
Whoa, whoa, you're doing my gear. <laughs> so sorry. I did, yeah. I did see you do that on stage. You know, I thought it was cool, so I thought I'd say it. Oh, this is going to be a loose episode. Where are we, though, now, Cam? We are in, uh, what would you call this, Surrey Hills? I would call this Surrey Hills Redfern. Yes. We are on beautiful Cleveland Street, one of the most exciting dining precincts in Hot Sydney. in Cleveland. We are in the Lebanese quarter of Cleveland Street right now. Oh, is that the, that's the Wendy Malik Betty White? Yeah, Betty White. <laughs> it is like Golden Girls, but set in the 2010s era. I remember it fondly. Yeah, and you didn't even give Betty White top billing there. Yeah, well, we when, love Wendy Malik. I love Wendy Malik. Yeah, I'm a big was. Wendy Malik fan. Oh, she's hysterical. Yes. <laughs> Just shoot me. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> <laughs> I know no other credits on her. It's Just, just shoot are. me in hot in Cleveland. She's in other stuff, doesn't Probably matter. Sex in the City, one app. That's <laughs> my probably guess. Cameo. Yeah, probably a guess. Yeah, welcome it? to Sydney, guys. We appreciate you guys, uh, f- you know, f- Making the trek, yeah. making, making your way here just to sit with us. And you you've been on the show right? yeah. this is your third or fourth time on, mm. I reckon, Cam. But yes. mate, this is the first time we've been in your neck of the woods. Wow. It is. It mm. is. And that says a lot. Sydney comedians love to travel to Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Melbourne comics never <laughs> Very insular. show their faces <laughs> in this city. We're yeah. afraid of it. Yeah. It's a big city. It is a big city. And if you don't watch that, they'll chew you up and spit you out. <laughs> it is a rock. Over here. Yeah, very violent city. Yeah, yeah, it is an urban jungle, if you will. And many a creature lurks to become king of the jungle. Yep. And they don't, I mean, the Sydney crowds just don't put up with our meandering uh-huh. Melbourne comedy yeah. stylings. That is yeah. true. That's true. They demand bits and high <laughs> LPMs last yeah. per minute. We want punchlines, we want edgy topics and yeah. premises. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you go, hey, here's a story about walking down to a <laughs> nearby creek, everyone's like, Stop shut doing my gear. <laughs> again, again I, I apologise because I am just doing word for word. <laughs> you stand up. Like, it I, did not go well in your city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't love this creek shit. You got me all this creek stuff? Come on. No way. Yeah, Less creek, Melbourne. more Greek. That's what we can yeah. in we Sydney. We do say that a lot in Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> it's my catchphrase, okay? I'm going to bring it around. Less Greek, more Greek. It very rarely applies. Finally, it worked, and it was seamless to say it out loud. I felt this intense pressure in my chest going, I got to say it. I got to say it. If not, I will die. I will die. Before we um, go off the rails any further, for any new listeners, and I know that the Mike Czech Republic are probably listening, Mm. maybe Mm. tuning in for the first time. Yeah. uh, The total reboot. Beautiful boys might be here as well. <laughs> um, early boy listeners. That's what you want. <laughs> early boy listeners, please. A few people might be here to find Drago and, and yeah, others. Yeah, sure, But, sure. Dave, for all mm. those listeners, if they are tuning in for the first time, how does this show work? Well, what we do here, guys, is okay. we usually uh, take it in turns to report on a topic, sometimes suggested by one of the listeners. We go away, do a little bit of research. Bring it back to the group, and the other people listen intently. Mm-hmm, Quietly, mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. don't interrupt. Exactly. Um, they just sit and learn. Certainly wow. no dog shit riffs here. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of our rules. Yeah, no maybe tap sh- the sign. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. We, we won't do any dog shit riffs. No dog shit riffs. How about cat shit riffs? <laughs> now we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> Always welcome. <laughs> now, it's actually your turn. Yes. Boys, are you reporting together? 
Yes. Uh, well, you know, Alexi's going to drive. Last time I mm-hmm. did the driving and Alexi was in the front seat next to me. Yes. Holding the snacks. Of course, navigating, yes. DJing the entire session. Mm. Yeah. That was when mm. you were telling us the story of the Guinness Book of World Records. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which was a fantastic episode. And, wow. uh, and a great book. Yeah. One of the comes greatest out every books. Year. Yeah. The last Very time- few books come out every year. No, that's Just right. that and 1001 movies you must see before you die. <laughs> They're the big that's two. True, yeah. mm-hmm. I feel like I you can't go on a Wikipedia page, which is like a movie website, okay. um, mm-hmm. uh, wikipedia.org, for people who don't know it. Uh, <laughs> you can't look up any movie without it saying, this is one of the 1001 movies you must see before you yeah. die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Every movie's in there. They must cycle them out. They cycle them. They're trying to get every movie in there at a certain point. <laughs> that's why I'm going psycho. I'm trying to watch every freaking movie ever made. And I'm trying to die soon, too. I'm running out of time. <laughs> go on, Psycho, Lex. That's actually one of the classic films, mm. Psycho. Yes, <laughs> 1960. Who, who I think of as an auteur. He oh, is okay. an auteur. This is really good. Of course, he is an auteur. He has a signature style that one could pick from just a single frame of one of his pictures. Every film he has, every frame, there's a bird in the corner. There's yeah. a bird. <laughs> a man holding a knife in a shower. Yeah. And a big rotund guy in suit. a suit. He cameos in his own films. And a hot blonde chick. Of course, he's fetish for the female form. <laughs> Probably someone that he's emotionally abused. Yep. Anyway. Uh, we usually start with a question. Do you mm. have a question? I do have a question oh, indeed. The right. question is as follows. What film? Yes, it's based on a film. <gasps> what film had a pair of sunglasses uniquely designed to suit each of its primary characters? Ooh. Oh, that sounds oh. like something from the 90s. <laughs> The wow. Matrix or something like that. Wow. Yes, indeed. Is the movie really? is The Matrix. We will be walking <laughs> you through the production of The Matrix. I on this episode. The Matrix. Oh, did you? oh why not funny? Jess was like, ooh, and then you still no, no, cut no, her a off. A man started talking, so yeah. I, I- I'll feel this I'll one. Stop. Ooh, I'll little take Nikki. this. <laughs> Jess, for Isn't your that- troubles, I'm going to offer you a pair of sunglasses originally designed for Trinity in The Matrix yes! Reloaded. What yes. a funny film. Like, there couldn't be a less sunny film. Film. <laughs> and then have we have specific sunglasses yeah, made for it. We yeah. have Neo glasses oh, for you as well. And Neo glasses for you, Dave. Oh, thank you. We are. You will have to give them back at the end. <laughs> yes, we, we will. Did. We spent a lot of money on those. We will do a photo I'm shoot. I'm going to don the Matrix glasses <laughs> that the twins wore in the Matrix. But don't reloaded. you need your actual reading glasses on? I'll put those over the top so I can read <laughs> as well. Because you could give them to me and then yeah, I could you wear them. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I realize I can't read about Where do you access these sunnies? Well, Alexi and I um, have just finished shooting a web series with Auntie Donna called Finding Yeezus, and um, (laughs) when we got given our production budget, which wasn't a lot of money- Yeah, not that much money. Only $7 million. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) An indie flick. Yeah, Yeah. compared to The Matrix, that's nothing. It's nothing. nothing. It's cheap. I can't remember. It was not a lot of money, but when we got given the money, as soon as it came into (laughs) our bank account, the first thing we bought- (laughs) Were all the sunglasses from the Matrix? <laughs> because it was cheaper to buy them as a bundle rather than individually. And I would say one thing that's interesting because they were uniquely designed for the characters of these movies. They d- designed with one person's face in mind, yeah, yeah. and I would say <laughs> everyone in this they room looks really stupid. <laughs> 
this terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I do not see anyone except Keanu Reeves. I love the idea of the futuristic Sunny. They're like in the in the future. There'll be no frames. It's just glass yeah. and arms. Yeah. Well, and except for Morpheus, no yes. arms. Which, by oh. the way, we do have the Morpheus ones, but I couldn't find them, <laughs> and they were probably the most expensive ones. <laughs> yes. But do they not all look exactly the same? <laughs> they're all quite similar. <laughs> they- they look like the yeah, they're the little sort of glasses that you wear at a tanning salon or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but all the original Matrix glasses were handmade by eyewear designer Richard Walker of eyewear company Blind Optics. He wanted the glasses to be very futuristic and different from anything anyone had ever seen before. <laughs> In turn, he designed they just look like a one of a kind. You gotta set your mind back to the late nineties. Yeah, I do. Yeah, Maybe, but these are everywhere now. They look but- like the singer from the Birds. You know, he wore these sort of glasses, didn't he? Mm, yeah, actually, they're not that unique. <laughs> now that I think about it, we did waste two hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, we could have just got you got a list of two hundred. That was half your budget. <laughs> yeah. But the reason we the reason we bought them is because um, the Matrix does play a significant part in finding Yeezus, and we we bought them technically as props mm. for that. Can, can web you series. just quickly before we get into the report? Can you quick? Um, I'm assuming finding Yeezus is a Kanye thing. Yes. Here's the long and short of it. <laughs> there is a video game on the internet called Kanye Quest 3030. That video game is uh, well, you play as Kanye West and you battle rappers and try to become the number one rapper in the world. The rumor, the urban legend, the conspiracy theory around that game is that it was created by a cult called Ascensionism and they were trying to recruit young minds into their cult. That is what the third season, that's what Finding Eases is about. It's us diving into that. It is our third mystery, but our first as a YouTube series produced by Auntie Donna. And because it's all about like this new religion that's like transhumanist that brought up many images of the Matrix to us. It's a digital technological world. And uh, we kind of use that as like the stylistic inspiration for our series. Some leather jackets. We bought a lot of leather jackets. We wore a lot of leather jackets. (laughs) A lot, a lot of leather jackets. Um, We all wore big boots. We all got leather boots as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, we look Fly as hell. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why we want to talk about the Matrix. Oh, yeah. I know nothing about the making of this film at all. Have, I don't think. Have you seen the movie? I've seen the film. I can't see who you're looking at with those sides <laughs> on. But Dave's you- also cr- I think I like, <laughs> oh, no, nobody looks good, but Dave looks the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Cams look like they are upside down for sure. Yours are crooked, mate. It's made your whole face look odd. Uh, do you look like a member of the Rembrandt t- Does that mean anything to anyone? As in, um, so no one told you life was going to be this People constantly way. mistake me for Keanu, so I don't see why mm, that would be. Yeah, that, mm, yeah, the cat from the movie, Keanu. You look like a cat. <laughs> I, I've seen the first one, and I don't think I've seen the second yeah, two. Yeah, the same. Well, there is even a third. A fourth one oh, in, really? that was in cinemas at the end of last year, oh, at the start of this that? year. Yes. There are many fabled journeys in the Matrix <laughs> franchise. Yeah, and the other fact, I can't remember who it was, but someone 
someone famous knock back the main role because they thought it sounded stupid? Oh, that there's many people that knocked it back. There were many different combinations right. of actors that could have been in those mm. roles. Mm. Sean Connery was approached really? to play Morpheus, and he said, "No, <laughs> no, thank you." What, see, <laughs> I only do Bond. James Bond. I'm Indiana Jones's father. <laughs> I'm his father. I can't do this movie. <laughs> I think he, he knocked back the Matrix and then it was a big hit. So the next thing that he was offered, he didn't understand. He took it and mm. it was the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Because he also, oh, yeah, but he also so said, funny. Yeah. He said no to Gandalf as well, right? He said no. That, no, what? Gandalf, I shall pass on this roll. <laughs> you do sound like gold member, actually. I shall pass. I'm Bond, James Bond. <laughs> yes, it's funny. Um, Will Smith is probably the one you're thinking of. That's uh. the most iconic uh, opportunity in history that was passed up for us. And it took Wild Wild West? It did Wild Wild did West Wild instead Wild West of the Dads. Matrix. Of course, back then we didn't know how good uh, Will Smith was at slapping. So was he the Kung Fu stuff? <laughs> 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 oh, God, this is... I'm going to tell my fucking life right now. This is a bit of heaven. I can, I can picture listening to this and people going like, I feel like they're having fun. But I don't know if I quite well, understand I what's going yeah, on. And if that is, if you don't quite understand, what you need to remember is that we're wearing Matrix yes. glasses. Yes. The glasses. Press that pause. Is, yeah. Get the goggles. Yeah. That is the Come energy back. that we're- And drinking beers. Yeah. Okay. Yes, beers also and silly and if you do need the full image, let me remind you, I'm not wearing the glasses because I do need to read. <laughs> yeah. And I need my own glasses. Yeah. And I'm going to take mine off because yeah, I can't see okay. anyone. <laughs> I'm going to keep mine on. Me too. <laughs> okay, I like it. Thank I just, you. I just took a selfie to see what it looked like, and I, I thought I looked fly as heck. So. Yeah, you look fly, fly as fuck, brother. Fly as heck. Fly as heck. You look like someone who would say that, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I mean that as a compliment. <laughs> well, shall I begin my tale? You generally yes, look like please. the singer from the Rembrandts. What a compliment. As I remember it. I'm going to have to look him up. I, I reckon, mean, yeah. I the reckon band just everyone in the world loves. <laughs> I reckon just start talking, Alexia. Allow how me it works. to begin. Whoa. The Matrix, one of the most noodle-cooking, philosophically trippy films and important documentaries of the Millennium Mindfuck era of cinema. <laughs> a film that weaves threads of eclectic influences of Kung Fu and Wuxia cinema, John Wu and the heroic bloodshed of 90s Hong Kong action cinema, anime, manga, and, of course, philosophy that examines the very nature of reality through questions like, holy smokes, do I live in a freaking fake belief simulation of Sydney, <laughs> Australia? A question I myself have pondered many, many times. Mm. And now let the record show that before you, I'm holding <laughs> out my palms, much like a, a moment in the movie The Matrix, and each palm you will have to pretend that in those palms sits a potential podcast episode. Oh. This is your last chance. <laughs> After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue podcast. Oof. The episode ends. Cameron and I plug our new documentary series, Finding Jesus, and you believe whatever you want to believe. Okay. Mm -hmm. Or you take the red podcast. You stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep 
the rabbit hole goes. And in this version, we will also plug our new video documentary <laughs> series, Finding Years, is available on the Grouse House YouTube channel from the 26th of September. Mm. And new episodes coming out every Monday every after Monday, that. Monday. Filmed at Stupid Old Studio. Filmed filmed right at Stupid Old Studios, yes, yeah. it was. The brand new, the first thing filmed there. The first production to christen mm. the Stupid Old Studios, much like the Matrix movies were the first production to christen Fox Studios here in Australia. <laughs> God, in wow. Sydney. God, he's good. So it, was, it was filmed here in Sydney, Australia. Oh, my God. You oh didn't know that? Oh, my gosh. I don't think. Oh, no, I did because every small character was a home and away actor. A lot of us, yeah. Yes. Aiden Nicodemus made her big screen debut <laughs> in The Matrix playing the White Rabbit. <gasps> right. Wow. 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 All right. Well, yes. All right, so me. we need to pick. We you need got to me. Pick. I'm going to vote for Blue Pill right here. But I'm still on the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. Well, yeah, finally he just comes out soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. guys. Yes, we can overrule him. I'm going for red. You got the casting vote. I'm so sorry. I don't mean to offend. I got confused. You have to leave. David is like, I hate this. I want this to be over. You're scaring me. I'd like to go home now. Yeah, I'm doing my extremely exciting character voice. Guy who knows heaps about the Matrix. I think we're going to say red. All right. Okay. I'm with you all the way, mm-hmm. Bob. Yeah. Wow. Well, if you all seen The Matrix, would you like me to provide a plot synopsis plucked from imdb.com? Yes. That'd be fantastic. Give us a plot. I would have preferred if it was from memory from you, Alexi. But well, <laughs> I can sink back into it if you need. I reckon you could do it from memory. Yeah, The Matrix. It's cool. It's awesome. <laughs> and get ready for the ride of your life. <laughs> <laughs> but this one, this is a logline from IMDb, a plot synopsis from user Anthony Perea. Hypersonic91 at yahoo.com is their username. (laughs) Shout out. Shout out. Hypersonic91 at yahoo.com. During the year 1999, a man named Thomas Anderson, also known as Neo, lives an ordinary life, a software techie by day and a computer hacker by night. He sits alone at home by his monitor, waiting for a sign, a signal from what or whom he doesn't know. Until one night, a mysterious woman named Trinity seeks him out and introduces him to that faceless character he has been waiting for. Morpheus, a messiah of sorts. Morpheus presents Neo with the truth about his world by shedding light on the dark secrets that have troubled him for so long. That's where the synopsis ends, but the dark secret is the world is fucking made up by computers. Yeah. It's a computer computer. game. The most shocking thing I found there was that Neo's real name is Thomas. Yeah, Thomas I don't Anderson. recall that at all. Don't you remember Mr. Anderson? Mr. Anderson. I remember Mr. Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> wish he was Thomas Anderson. It was there. Tom Anderson. So that, and that's also, I guess, why Hugo Weaving's in it. Yeah. He was, yeah. He was just a local. They yeah. plucked him well, off the street. Yeah. And he was done money before He was a He was a busker. <laughs> <on the street. laughs> he was painting himself silver. Street performer. <laughs> <laughs> he was a silver man on the street. Yeah, he's very good. With a little harmonica in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. He was echoing he was the doing movements that he character. He was doing the agent character down the street. <laughs> ah, Mr. Anderson. <laughs> if you like what you see, you put money in my hat. <laughs> The Matrix, of course, begins in the minds of Lana and Lily Wachowski, mm-hmm. born and raised in Chicago. They ah, began the Windy Chi-town. City. Oh, oh, what do you call it? Chi-Town. Tritown. Chai. 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 Chai-town. Yes. Account of all the tea they have. Chai-ti. Chai-ti-town. <laughs> I've heard it called the Windy City. I heard it called the Second City. Never yeah. heard it called it. Chi-town. Chi-town. Some people derisively call it Chirac. 
Oh. Yeah, I don't like that. No. I like Chi-Town, though. Yeah, Chi-Town's cool. nice. Yeah, it sounds cool. I but like The Chicago. original home of uh, the Playboy <laughs> Mansion. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oprah Winfrey, I don't know if you've heard of her. She's yes. from in the neighborhood. And Roger Ebert, the first film critic really? to make it to the big time. And Kanye West <laughs> yes. from Yeezus. No exactly. Shit. Chicago is home to many fascinating characters. That's a big city. Even It's a big city. It's a windy but- city. <laughs> it's a big city, yet. Two of the people we mentioned, Roger Ebert and Oprah, once fucked. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is that true? Is that true? <laughs> they went on a date. What? Yeah, they no went on a way. date. Yeah, There's they no did way. it. It's a big wow. city, but it's a small world. Yeah. Do you reckon they did it? I reckon they did it. No way. He was horny. He was a horny His dick was the colour purple, I heard. I wonder how many he gave it out of four. How many stars? Yeah, two thumbs up. I won't say where. I just can't. I can't. Bl- I can't picture that. Well, you're not allowed to. You don't have to picture it. You're not allowed to. What do you mean I'm allowed to? <laughs> Stop it's it. It's a good thing. I think I'm allowed, allowed to. Take the low pill. Take the low pill. In reality now, yeah. Lexi's I'm going to Google it. Don't I'm gonna Google it. I want to Google pictures Google of pictures. them together. <laughs> Fanfic, <laughs> fan illustrations. I think there's even clips where they talk about they dated. Yeah, so we fucked. <laughs> Whoa, so Goddard's there? <laughs> well, shall I continue? I'm one hey, sentence Le- in. Lexi, yeah, please do go on. Wow, wow. To be hit with the title of the podcast, <laughs> an honor. In 1993, the Wachowskis got their start in creative work as writers for a bunch of comics created by horror mastermind Clive Barker for Marvel Comics, most notably... Ecto Kids, mm. yet to join the Marvel Cinematic Universe, by the way. <laughs> but by the mid what? 90s, they moved into screenwriting with the Sylvester Stallone versus Antonio Banderas action movie Assassins. Oh, mm. was that? So that was a spec script that they wrote mm-hmm. and uh, they sold it, and the studio were like, this is the coolest shit I've ever really? seen in my life. Let's yeah. put Sly in it. Let's put that hot little. Bandera thing. That little twink from Spain. Little Puss in Boots. Yeah, Yeah, let's get that Puss in Boots in there. And then Richard Donner, the director, was like, this script's fucking whack. Let's get some hack to write all over it again and crush it out. They got got butchered. They They got got butchered. butchered. They tried to get their name Strucken from the record, and the movie currently sits at 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Not their fault. And you might also like sections. So if, if they suggest, if you like Assassins, then it suggests all these other movies that also were extremely rotten films. Oh, God. I like think you what? like all of them, Cameron. Like, what Kiss is the it? Girls, 33%. Morgan Freeman. Yeah, I do like that. I love Hard any- Rain. Oh, I really like that. Hard Rain rocks. Last Man Standing, the Bruce Willis one. How are these rotten films? These are top <laughs> tier shit. Yeah, they suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was my favorite genre of movie when I was a teenager was like- um, if you get Morgan Freeman as a detective solving a murder, I was pretty happy. Yeah. I was happy with that. <laughs> yeah. So, like, like three Rob- movies. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, does that count? Um, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, he is in that movie, yeah, okay. but, yeah, I guess. March of the Penguins, does that count? <laughs> it's nice, no. I guess, he's investigating the lives of sure, penguins in that one. Well, he's the opposite well, of a detective, he's a criminal. He's actually a crook in that one. <laughs> Stop trying to impress the cinephiles, Matt. Come on. Hey, I could list, I could list three films of any actor. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, the Wachowskis, having that experience making that film, getting a torn away from them, they decided that to become successful and to protect the vision, they would have to become auteurs themselves, right. writer-directors, which leads them to writing a script for a little movie known as oh. The Matrix. Oh, shit. Whoa. Whoa. Yes. That's you didn't fir- see that coming? I didn't see that coming. It's their directorial debut. No, they had to make one movie to make to The Matrix because they wrote the script. Everyone's like, this is the best fucking thing I've ever read. Mm. It's crazy. My Lord, the first 40 to 50 pages are blowing my mind. And then after that, I'm extremely confused. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> they had to- But I think it's cool. I, we do think it's cool. We got to mm. make this thing because we think it's cool. But they had to prove themselves as directors first to be able to direct that movie because you can't. no one can make that. If you write that script and give it to some hack, they're going to have no idea Although what to didn't, do. I think the new Lord of the Rings show is just by two people that have never made anything before. And it is cool. I've seen two episodes and I'm so cool about that (laughs) show. It's awesome. They should have given it to me if they're giving it to nobody that has any actual credits. I got a couple. I made a podcast. Uh, you worked on Show Me the Movie yeah, with Rove yeah. McManus. Yeah, I worked on two cancelled Rove TV shows. Give me a shot at the big leaks. Uh, but they had to make a movie first to prove their or to prove their worth, to prove their vision, to prove that they can be trusted with making a big feature film. That movie is Bound, mm. a naughty little neo-noir classic. Mm. Cameron, can you tell people about what Bound is? I've never seen Bound. Um, you would have seen Bound too, though. The, the song the by Kanye West. West. I've yeah. seen that. the film clip with Kim Kardashian. Yeah, on the right? motorbike. Yeah, very sexy What do you know about that? Is that the sequel to this is film? It, yeah, is it related to- It's not related. Okay. It's not related. Well, I I've, I know about Bound because um, it's one of those DVD covers that I would see at the video shop DVD cover. when I was a kid, and I- Never rented it, but if I had to guess what the plot was, it would be um, two beautiful women, mm-hmm. maybe one played by Carla Gugino, perhaps. Um, I think Gina Gershon. Yeah, why not? Um, uh, and another one played by someone else. Joe Pantoliano. I thought it was two <laughs> no, chicks. It is. It's two girls. Okay. I can't remember who the other person is, but it's a great little naughty uh, but they're little like, uh, They're like, um, are they spies or something? They're thieves. They fall in love. Surely we all get to go at guessing what the movie's about. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) of course. What do you think Bound is? Uh, All right. Uh, Two thieves. Pretty much. uh, You already knew that. They're retired, but they get called back in for one last job. Oh, I like that. I'd watch that. My guess is it's three pets who somehow get separated from the family- and have a wild journey. I'd watch that too. Isn't that Homeward Bound? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the that's the poster that I was thinking of. So it's Gina Gershon and Jennifer Tilly. Oh, it's got a bit of a wild things it's vibe a bit about it. Of a Was sexy it from the same era? Thing it must be right. Yeah, nineteen ninety six. Corky, a tough female ex convict working on an apartment renovation in Chicago building, meets a couple Chi-town. living next door. Caesar, a paranoid mobster, and Violet, his seductive girlfriend, who is a immediately attracted to her. So, it's one of the first movies to feature touching between two ladies. One of the first films. I actually don't and know it was the <laughs> But wow. it was the first one to do so, essentially. Wow. Right. And that was- Did that finally break down the Deschanel- Thing, the Zoe Deschanel test. <laughs> What's it called again? Bechdel test. The Bechamel test. test. Bechamel the Bechdel test actually hell. didn't exist back then. I didn't. I was trying to get it right. <laughs> 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 
Traditional. Oh, no. But that movie is uh, like a cult success, a cult hit, and it gives them the edge to finally go in and turn that script called The Matrix into a movie called The Matrix. They make the jump <laughs> from $5 million picture to $100 million wow, picture. That's, that's a, a jump. Big that's jump. a jump. Big old leap. Okay. And it happens more now, but back then, extremely rare for Does such a thing to happen. Does feel like what you've done with Finding Drago up to Finding Jesus? Wow. Is it that yes. kind of a leap for you? Is your budget 20 it's times bigger? A budget jump from $20,000 to maybe $60,000. <laughs> that is a pretty big oh, jump. Sixty it's grand. Yeah, maybe. Well, it was, I don't maybe know. We're not going to put the record on the record. Know, right? The you, money we you, got. It might have been more than that. You yes. could have really. You could have got a little deposit on a one bedroom in Sydney <laughs> for some if we yeah. extorted Screen <laughs> Australia. Yeah, a one bedroom in someone else's house. <laughs> <laughs> But that's a that that period there where they're sort of like they come off mm-hmm. negative experience with assassins. They have a bit of a sleeper, cheap hit with Bound. Mm. Then they start pitching to get financing on the Matrix. They've still only made one small budget movie, so they have to sell themselves in the room. And mm. this is something I really like about their story is that they approach every pitch meeting as if they are actors in a play and they come in and they kind of perform their movie for <laughs> executives. Oh, <laughs> oh, Mr. Anderson. <laughs> it is kind of like a one-man show vibe where they kind of like describe the script because the script is so different to everything else being made. It's an action-heavy script and, you know, usually in action in a script they're just like, oh, the cavalry comes in and takes over the freaking fortress or whatever. But here they're like, you see them run across the walls and like mm-hmm. they really go into detail. Mm-hmm. So people are reading and having no idea what What's going on? So they have to <laughs> act it out. They also get comic book artists. They they collaborated with on Ecto Kid, the Marvel Cinematic, ah. yet to be made into a cinematic thing. But Cameron and I are trying to pitch for Ecto Kids. <laughs> yeah. We're trying to get an Ecto Kid movie made. Jess is out in terms of our podcast, our biggest Marvel fan. Have you heard of Ecto Kid? Yeah. What? <laughs> and he's mm. awesome. No follow up questions because <laughs> I'm also trying to. Uh, You're working on an Ecto Kid project, yeah, but yeah, I want to play Ecto Kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm just sort of thinking, like, I I don't really know what age range I can play. Yes, yeah. I don't know what I my aged lower. out of being able to be Ecto Kid. Is I it have yeah. to be Ecto Dad now if I do it? <laughs> I got mm. Botox to try and play Ecto Kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they only put it into my nose. <laughs> you look great. <laughs> Thank you so much. Your nose looks so mm. pretty. Why so you like nice? put the butt ducks yeah, into my nose. <laughs> Your nose is looking tight. Yeah, yeah. that's really a really tight nose. nose. I can barely I'd breathe. It's a, it's a youthful nose, yeah. Thank though. Thank you Very so much. It whistles when I try to be silent. <laughs> <laughs> but how old is Ecto Kid? You know, because oh. in a way, aren't we all kids? Yeah. You know I mean? We're kids of someone. My exactly dad, my right. mum. Yeah. <laughs> and, and my dad and my mum. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. We're not related, believe it or not. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> but this, this. <laughs> what does that mean? Who what knows? Mean? We could have cousins that marry. Yeah. That's what we're saying. Yeah. We don't know. You don't know. No so one knows what the future no holds in this room. <laughs> Alexi could marry my mum and be my stepdad. Exactly. Oh my and then we would be related in law. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in and by the bar. <laughs> The law of man and law of God will unite us. Would you adopt me? Of course I would, darling. (laughs) (laughs) This family means so much. How else would I show that I'm part of it? See, it's that easy. You're going to call him dad? No, papa. Yeah, papa. Are you going to say the Teleopolis name? Yeah, would you take my name if I adopt you? (laughs) 
Jess Toliopoulos. Oh, fuck. Jess Toliopoulos. I like it. I like it. Strong name. I like it. Strong knees for a strong nosed man. We also like to take Botox to the nose to look more like me. Jess, your nose looking a little floppy for a Toliopoulos. We got those tight, whistly schnozzers in my family. In our family. Oh, thank you so much. That was the first test and you passed it. Thank goodness. But this script for The Matrix is so wacky and confusing to even give it to the actors. To Keanu Reeves, they said, before you read the script, we're giving you three books. <laughs> three oh my three God. books. Oh my God. And the books are Simulacra <laughs> and Simulation by Jean Baudillard, a philosophy book. Imagine that. Out of Control, The New Biology of Machines, Social Systems and the Economic World by Kevin Kelly, an editor of Wired.com, the website and magazine, and Evolutionary Psychology. And then- he could read the scripts. Oh. He freaking loved it. Did uh, de Bont have the same requirements for speed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and for twisters, he's like, yeah. no, you got to read all these weather books. That's why Sean Connery said no. He got to, out of control. He's like, no, thank you. I shall do this. So imagine just like going for a part, an action movie. They're like, your agent's like, great news. They want you for, to be in this action movie. You get to do stunts and fire guns and shit. The bad news is they want you to read French philosophy. Yeah. Three fucking Ugh. books about it actually and then, do you have to do a test at the end to prove you've read it I guess so otherwise you just say yeah I read it because they made uh, the story goes that they made all the main cast read these books and mm-hmm. some of the crew so like the DOP and shit like that yes. the best I don't imagine the best <laughs> Yeah. I can't imagine the best the, the, yeah. the grip probably doesn't the have grip, to read. Probably not. The gaffer yeah. might because yeah. he's in charge of the electronics and lighting department. Yeah. So he would need to go, okay. And the art department probably have to have a read. But apparently Carrie Ann Moss is the only one who was like, I didn't read it. I just lied. Because this is pre-audible it. as well. So yeah. You have, yeah. To, you have to turn the pages oh. yourself. Or at least get a book on tape. Oh, or if yeah, you're, good point. If you're a celeb, you books. get someone to read it for yeah. you. Yeah. Or even like the character George Costanza from Seinfeld, pretend that you're blind and get someone to read it to you over the phone. <laughs> mm. <laughs> In one of my favourite episodes of Seinfeld. That's a possibility. Called the book on tape, I think. Now, what's Seinfeld about, Alexi? Seinfeld follows the chronicles <laughs> of Jerry Seinfeld. It's a I bit of a show about nothing, I've heard. <laughs> can't believe we haven't done an episode on it yet. Mm. I, I mean, I would have thought we would get to that before The Matrix. Wow. The Matrix holds many secrets. Some that many would consider quite unnatural. Oh. Oh, my goodness. Yes, such as Jeff Darrow, comic book artist of the cult classic Hardball, became the first concept artist, and his images helped translate the movie from their ideas into reality. Interesting facts for you guys. <laughs> uh, but this brings us into the pre-production where design really takes shape and where design becomes important in making The Matrix the classic that it is of the year 1999. The production designer, Owen Patterson, who is a Sydney cider, and mm. Kim Barrett, a costume designer, also a Sydney cider, uh, they decide to make the two worlds that are represented in The Matrix, the real world of kind of crazy stuff out there in the future with robots and sentinels and all that stuff oh sorry your mic just cut out oh my god we should hello, also hello? say uh, while Alexi's testing his mic out there there might be some spoilers in this episode so if you haven't seen The mm. Matrix yet maybe pause now 
go watch Pop the, tri- on. the trilogy or the quadrilogy. Quadrilogy. And play the video games. Play, play the video, video games. games. And watch the Animatrix. <laughs> watch the Animatrix. And watch um, Squid Boy or whatever the thing was based on. Yeah, you may as well read Ecto yeah. Boy. Ecto Boy, sorry. Ecto um, Boy, the And you've got to read those three books as well. Yes. <laughs> Even before you watch The Matrix, read those three books. Mm. Is my mic good? You're good. Wow. Okay. Let's get back to Owen Patterson and Kim Barrett in the world of The Matrix, which is the made-up and fake-believe world that looks like Sydney, Australia. There are grids everywhere in the Matrix and tones of greens and the costumes and structures on set and all the costumes are designed to pick up the colour green when light is hit in it. So that's a beautiful little detail to kind of bring that digital world to life. And then the actual real life world, which is set in the future and everything looks kind of like... Fuck ugly. Really ugly and rusty yeah. and stuff. But they have soft textures in the clothing. So the hard latex and leather they have in the fake world. And blue colors, they avoid green at all costs. Wow. Except for the green codes on the monitors, which is where one would enter the matrix. The zeros and ones sort of thing. The zeros so and ones. So in one world, there's green lights and the other, there's no green lights. No green. Was your monthly comedy room green lights comedy and homage to this? <laughs> of course it was. The matrix is all. <laughs> All around us, especially when you're in Sydney, Australia, the home of the Matrix. But I have actually have been in the home of the Matrix itself. Owen Patterson, the production designer, I'm close friends of his daughter. And I've been to their house where they have heaps of Matrix memorabilia. There was one time I went to their home and it was a beautiful home. It was a party. I had taken some illicit material. Okay. What did you what, take in? What are we talking I about? I dropped something. Laxatives. <laughs> 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 I dropped my guts. <laughs> I took a, a hot dose of some illegal laxatives that I imported. Dropped a dose and dropped a deuce. Double dose of lax. I did a double dose of lax. It was going bottoms up and bottoms out. <laughs> You're just wondering no one's house looking for a bathroom. Um, I don't, that is actually the next part of the story. I was wondering the house looking for a bathroom. And the family uh, had secluded themselves from the rascally young party goers. How old were you at this point? I would have been tw- 19 years okay, old. I right. would have been 19 years so old. So it's a house party mm-hmm. of 19-year-olds mm-hmm. and the rest of the family are like, we'll go into a separate room we'll and let the kids it. have their fun. They, okay. They're in the living room and they're in the living room and I'm trying to find a bathroom. Him. I open the door to the living room by accident and I see them there all watching TV. What should be on the TV? They're all watching The Matrix. Whoa. They're wow. watching The Matrix. <laughs> they watch it every weekend. <laughs> but they weren't watching it on DVD or Blu-ray. They have heaps of copies of it. They're watching it on free-to-air TV with ad breaks. <laughs> That's so strange. <laughs> that's a real weird thing to that walk in on. Yeah. So I think that's it the way you're meant to watch it. If you walked in on like a fuck party, or something. Yeah. like walking into Paul McCartney's house and he's listening to a Beatles record, or yeah. something. but with a guy going, "Now that was Paul McCartney of Wings. <laughs> he was previous band of the Beatles." <laughs> yeah, so that was pretty whack. I think about that often. Yeah, that's that's odd. Yeah, but I loved that part of my life. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the thing about living in Sydney. You and Cam mm. are living so close to the heart of this beautiful story. Man, we wa- you can walk past locations mm-hmm. of it. I walk past the bridge 
where Neo, I walk th- under the bridge. Yeah. Where Neo uh-huh. gets that Chilling little robot thing bridge. in him. <laughs> under the bridge, Chilling Robot Star. I'm looking for heroin. <laughs> <laughs> and laxatives. If you found any laxatives, let me know. <laughs> I walk under that bridge where Neo gets a little robot thing put in him and then sucked out of his belly button most days. And <laughs> really? every time I go, I should take a photo of this bridge because- one day it won't be here, and this is special. Yeah. yeah. Special moment. Can you please take a photo for us next time you're walking Definitely. under that bridge? Definitely. Buying heroin. I'll wear a wire. <laughs> <and, no. laughs> well, one of the other things that makes The Matrix so fascinating and why it's last as a classic, holding its cult status, is that it has very unique fight choreography. This, of course, comes from a Yoon Wo Ping, a fight choreographer, who made his bones directing Jackie Chan in his breakout hits, Drunken Master and Snake in the Eagle's Shadow, which ah. both have interesting scenes where a guy gets his balls ripped off. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Is that, that the, his trademark? <laughs> you've seen The Matrix. I'm sure you've seen that scene happen. <laughs> when you bring up Jackie Chan, I think as three proud Melburnians, we've got to bring up, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but Jackie Chan actually filmed a movie in Melbourne once. No more missing last guy. Yes, there it yes. is. Yes. He's also a Canberra. I'm jealous. He's Canberra. Oh, he he's jealous. from Canberra. I'm jealous. Sorry, of course. what? Jackie, Jackie Chan's from, from Canberra. Canberra. What? Yeah. What? He's from Canberra. What are you talking about? He went to school in Canberra and stuff. His what? parents opened a restaurant there. Are you from Canberra? Yeah. Should we change it? You're fucking Jackie Chan. There's no way that's true. I've heard that. Yeah. He's got some big Aussie connection. I knew he had an Aussie connection, but there's no way he's from Canberra. Canberra, the nation's capital. Born and bred in Canberra? ACT. Why aren't Canberrians telling us this? I can't. can't, No, he's not born there. He's born in Hong Kong. Look up Command F Canberra or ACT. How do you think Canberra became the capital? Oh, good point. Jackie Chan Chan punched his way. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I just can't. All right, look, I'm just going to quickly Command F. Has he at least visited? Give Lexi something. He's been there. He's been there, done that. <laughs> Has he been Canberra. to the War Memorial? <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. So his Beautiful. parents moved to Australia in the 70s. Really? Jackie Chan joined them in Australia in 1976, where he briefly attended Dixon College and worked as a construction worker. Well, there you go. There you wow. go. I can't believe we claim he Russell Crowe. He got his Crow. name Jackie here in Australia. <laughs> yeah. He was just called there Jack. And Aussies called him Jackie. Yeah. Holy shit. What the fuck what is the going fuck? on? I t- Am I in the Matrix? <laughs> two reports in one on this episode. was taking the red pill. Yeah, this is insane. Yeah. I voted blue. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I couldn't handle Holy it. Holy shit. This is crazy. I cannot believe. Why yeah. are we prouder of- We're so much- We're proud of any bullshit. Yeah. Exactly. We're proud of New Zealand racehorses. Yeah, that's who true. lived here for a bit. That's why yeah. I always why claim Jackie, Jackie as Aussie. Well, He's one of the great Aussie actors. He's one of the great Aussie actors. His on Neighbours was legendary. <laughs> I was the proud the that he briefly made Aussie a film here. Yeah. I didn't know he fucking He's lived here. here. dude. Jesus. Thank God they called him Jackie and not like Jacko. He worked as a construction worker. Yeah. He probably built some of our most famous buildings. Oh, shit, oh maybe he built that bridge you were Parliament House. Yeah. <laughs> I think he built the slide at Questacon. <laughs> That's a national treasure. He uh, built and we thank him for that. Green, I heard. <laughs> thank you, Jackie. Wow. 
I don't know if you're going to be able to top that. I know. Yeah, that's I really blew good. my that freaking a- wad. <laughs> I blew my whole wad. You blow your wad on a side note. Yeah. <laughs> that was off the cuff. I should have- Jackie Chan, one of Hong Kong's most exciting stars from Rush Hour 1, 2, and of course, Rush Hour 3. <laughs> <laughs> Man, anyway- I love those Rush Hour movies as a kid. Oh, yeah. Still or whenever them. they came out, probably when I was quite old. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, how old are you? I'm I'm hundreds of years old on well, this podcast. Well, it would have come out when you were 108, probably. And isn't that interesting, though, that you were like when I was a kid, mm. but you were probably an adult. And that's why I think I should be able to play Ecto-Kid. Ecto-Kid. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yes. That's a good point. Get you her know? in. Get a her in. kid is really a state of mind. Yeah. That's so true. You don't have to sell us on this concept. We're not okay, in charge of Ecto-Kid. Right. You know. You've yeah. got some connection to it, though. Let's be honest. That's Cam. true. You're I a producer. Have, I do have a high. I do have a stake in. Ecto-Kid. Yeah. Yeah. He <laughs> did. I'm a co-creator of the character. <laughs> 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 well, anyway, this guy Yunwo Ping, he <clears throat> trained all the actors to do kung fu, which is a form of martial arts. Ah. And the Wachowskis put four months in the schedule for training. Ping thought two would be more than enough. Two months. That's all he thought it would take. But then after the first day of training, he saw the actors, saw they couldn't even really punch and start to freak out. He said that he became quite concerned, and after the first day, he switched to starting with exercises to just build their strength. And he needed to utilize those full two months. Oh, man. Because just before training began, Keanu Reeves had a two-level spinal fusion. Oh, shit. And when you see him training in the documentaries, he's always wearing a neck brace. That's true. He's got a neck brace on in all the training. I thought he was wooden because of just like acting (laughs) skills. No, it's a spinal spinal injury. He's had a spinal fusion, a level two spinal fusion. Why? It it actually must have been insane to be Mm -hmm. an actor on this movie and be like, all right, so I've got to read these three philosophy books (laughs) and then do four months of boot camp. Was wearing a neck brace. Yeah, what the fuck? Imagine you come in going, I'm going to teach him kung fu, and you're like, I have to take him back to exercise. Yeah, I gotta show them couldn't how. go any further back than that. I know, I know. The poor guy, because he's used to working with actual martial artists, mm-hmm. and then he comes in and it's Hugo Weaving. Oh, and they yeah. all made the decision <laughs> that like it looks way better when it's the actors doing it rather than stunt doubles. It needs to look and feel real because it's such an integral part of the movie. Mm. And then Yun Wu Ping uh, found everyone's strengths and their style and kind of stylize their choreography oh, around the strings awesome. around their personalities that's so cool and so this is what he says about each of the four primary leads Carrie Ann Moss has a beautiful feminine figure her beauty flows with her jump bounce and walk that's her strength jump her bounce movement. jiggle <laughs> caress <laughs> her movements have an essence of beauty she's a very pert perky everyone's strength hers is Walking, yeah, yeah. yeah. I really hope that watching her walk this away. doesn't stand out as being awful <laughs> when you read out the next three. <laughs> well, the rest are a little less poetic, a little <laughs> bit shorter to the point. Lawrence, as in Lawrence Fishburne, was born good at bouncing and jumping. Okay, that was his whole observation mm-hmm. of him. Keanu is very diligent, he always wants to do things better. And Hugo's movements are very strong, clean, and precise. He's like a robotic man, very powerful. So, you must have seen him busking on the street as a <laughs> yeah. boy. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like it, there's. I watched the documentary, The uh, Matrix the Revisited. Great picture, two hours long. This is two hours long <laughs> behind the scenes. Montage, essentially. There's no story to the documentary. It's wow. two hours of montage. And um, it's, yeah, he basically says. Keanu, he's tenacious, so I focused on his that I focused on that. Lawrence, powerful, I focused on that. Hugo, precise, focused on that. Carrie Ann Moss, 
She's a uh, yeah. She's a woman. Um, <laughs> oh my god. She's graceful. She's very pretty. So yeah, just uh, yeah, focus yeah. on that. But when you watch the movie, Carrie Moss is like the best in it. She does all the cool shit. She gets to run up the walls. Does that cool famous kick that everyone copied. She's badass. And she's so, badass. and she has boobs while she's and doing all these she's things. She's got tits as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And she's wearing heels. That, oh, that's good. Yeah. That so. makes me feel represented. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's yeah, that's good. That brings us to one of the most ultimate and exciting advances in technology that Matrix brings to the dawn of cinema at Ooh. this time. The dawn of the new millennium. We are talking about bullet time. No. Wait, what does that mean? Bullet time is a technique that the Matrix really made cool and exciting and famous. Cameron, do you want to tell mm-hmm. us what bullet time is and sure. how it works? I don't have any notes in front of me, so this is just purely from my- The dome. The consciousness. As, as you put it in late 90s parlance, mm. top of the dome. Yeah, mm. straight <laughs> from the dome. Cameron's going to glean the cube with this one. <laughs> Hits from the bong. Another 90s reference. <laughs> <laughs> um, so bullet time if you've seen the movies the matrix movies you know the parts where it kind of slows down and neo like leans backwards and bullets whiz past him or um they whiz carrie ann moss's character trinity jumps mm-hmm. up and does that cool kick and the camera like spins around her in slow-mo yep. while she's hanging in the air that is a technique called bullet time that is was never really used before. This maybe a couple mm. of times was used in advertising and music yeah. videos. There was a and few stuff. times that they kind of not in this way where it was kind mm. of pioneered before that. Michel Gondry, uh, the French director, and his effects company Buff pioneered bullet time in some photography in music videos, like the Rolling Stones cover of Like a Rolling Stone, directed by Michel Gondry. Mm. Weird music video. Everyone's faces is like warping around and stuff. Mm. So the way it's done is uh, in the Matrix. The way that they did it is they set up a hundred. Still cameras, like normal camera, you know, mm-hmm. it takes a still yeah, image. Yeah, like an SLR type thing. SLR, yeah. DSLR probably, digital. Yeah. digital Maybe digital. 99, could have been a regular could SLR. Could have been an SLR. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Could have just been no, an SLR. No, I think it was important you put him up there, and I appreciate that you did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there could have been disposable cameras <laughs> back there. I had there. to assert some authority <laughs> over this thing that I'm making up. Um, <laughs> they use 100 cameras in a circle that take still images around the actors, mm. and then those are all stitched together to kind of animate like a zip fucking movie. They turn it into a movie from mm-hmm. stills. And then usually it's like a mm. semicircle, and on the end of each end of that semicircle, there's like a motion regular film camera that will pick up the start and end of that movement, so that way they've got like the full 180 or 360-degree image. Uh, the reason we know a little bit about this is because we've actually worked with the bullet time yes. rig. We uh, hired one for a, for finding easers. Um, they're really expensive. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, is it still- the same technology yeah. or it's 100 mm-hmm. Yeah, cameras. well, we, didn't, we couldn't afford the full 100. We got 50. Yeah, we got like 50 or something. We got 50 cameras because yeah. it was you pay per camera. <laughs> <But that's, Yeah. laughs> and we only got a deal because we said Auntie Donna would do socials for the company. Yeah, that so Auntie, it out. Auntie Donna also filmed some stuff on it that How- they'll use on their website. And then we- when Auntie Donna were finished, we were like, whoosh, and just yeah, jumped in there. Let's do our opening title sequence. That's so cool. But it, it looks cool. I can't cool. believe that Auntie Donna have more pull with this company than you two. Well, Auntie Donna are a, a successful, They're, famous um, yeah. sketch group. We are yeah. underground yeah. cult we're favorites. We're two dipshits, yeah. <laughs> I like how you referred to The Matrix as a cult hit before. Mm. Yeah. A hundred million dollar film. Yeah, yeah I don't think it's, really it's a cult. It's a cult hit. 
It's inspired a cult. It's cult is the worldwide popular satellite. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting what going through bullet time and researching it, it's so interesting how like how that technology has kind of always been around or the thoughts of it has always been mm. around. Even before cinema and film existed, a very famous image of the horse in motion from the 1870s uh, that we've all seen. If you've yeah. seen the movie Nope, you've seen it recently It's as well. quite prominent in there, which is just a row of cameras on a track set up to record the motion and passing of time of that horse moving across the track. And then lineage of film techniques like this are kind of like used in Sam Peckinpah's The Wild Bunch, which uses slow motion gunfights with squibs exploding. And then John Woo in his slow action. Slow motion action movies of the 80s and 90s dubbed Heroic Bloodshed, like Hard Boiled and A Better Tomorrow, also use that slow motion technique. And this kind of like blends those two together to create bullet time. It's essentially flip, like a flip book kind of yeah. technique, really, like or taking a bunch of stills. A Zoe trope, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that the thing where it's a, a candle in the middle and like the light yeah. spins around it? And or you like spin the thing and just look through a little crack in it and you're like, okay, the horse is running. How boring was fucking entertainment I love that stuff. back in the You know, I watched TV. the movie and you two might not have heard of it because it's, um, it's pretty underground. Okay. It's called 3,000 Years of Longing the other mm, day. I've seen Cold it. Hit. In it. Have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. it. Is that what that thing is that? The girl from the past who came up with great inventions. I believe she uses Zoetrope, I think. Thank you. Yeah. Hmm. That's the first time I'd seen it. It was this week. What are the odds of that? Yeah. Wow. So, without that, one we'd in have a no million, board time. Have to say. <laughs> one in a freaking million. And the other thing that you kind of mentioned, Cameron, is there was a commercial, a Smirnoff vodka campaign also directed by Michelle Gondry that has this kind of slow motion effect of bullets flying through, would you believe it, bottles of vodka and stuff. Right. Um, but I re-watched that commercial and it looks so much like The Matrix, especially the new movie Matrix Resurrections. Resurrection, sorry. Dave's got a great skill in turning any movie title, and you can mm-hmm. test him at any point. Mm. Oh, wow. He can turn any film into the porn parody. Yeah. And I think you've you just, just, you've just wow. done the resurrection. Wow. You've already done it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's exciting. Yeah. I mean, if you think of a movie at any point during the rest of the episode, please test okay. it out. I'm mm. looking for Alabrandi. <laughs> Come on, Dave. Hooking. I would say- Oh, I see now. Yeah. Don't. We are on, on, on Cam's turf here, yeah. Dave. It's a Sydney movie, Back in, too. in Melbourne, you are the man at turning you films into porn. You would have snapped that one. Oh, right, yeah. but I, we are yeah. on my home turf, so yeah. I did go. I'm a little bit embarrassed in front of you, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. yeah. I would have said looking for anal badly, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's disgusting. Yeah, I'm a creep. I'm a weird. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell am I doing here? I don't belong here. <laughs> but this bullet time technique has been parodied countless times by mm. the release of the second film in the Matrix franchise, Matrix Reloaded. The bullet time effect had Dave, even been Matrix Reloaded. Over- Can you do anything with that? <laughs> Matrix um, fresh loads of cum. <laughs> it's going like- Matrix Reloaded. <laughs> okay, that's better. It's going. That's I, better. I was going to say Matrix full loaded. Oh, okay. that's good too. That's good too. <laughs> no, I like Reloaded. Reloaded. <laughs> now, what is that movie? I just got my dick reloaded. Choded actually. Bullet time around the choke. Yeah. We choked is when you get more dogs to the dick. I my dick I got dick lipo as soon as I got money. That was my first. You know, people say when I got money, I get splashed out on a jag. When I first got money, I got my dick lipoed and then I got a reshoot. 
<laughs> I would ditch her. When they get back in the boat, I'm going to get back. I'm going to get rid of When Jones came back in Vogue. Yeah, the Wachowski said to Keanu, yeah. Look, you can be in the movie, but you will have to have a show. Yeah. We'll have to give you, we'll have to re-chode you. <laughs> Dr. Chode. <laughs> I'm demanding a re immediately. They say you can only get, you can only get re once in life. Very dangerous. <laughs> the, that whole effect, that whole spinning around mm-hmm. effect was parodied so much. Oh, right? yeah. It's in everything. Every, but it's amazing it's still being parodied. It was parodied <laughs> in the most recent Space Jam film. Still. Oh, really? Wow. I was still doing Matrix. It's like a 20-year-old movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so weird, isn't it? But it's still... It's crazy, right? I haven't seen that, so I'm, I'm maybe you, I'm assuming it, it was in been. everything. I remember within within a year of the Matrix coming mm-hmm. out, it was in like Deuce Bigelow, Mel Gigolo. There's a whole oh, fantastic film, yeah. <laughs> fantastic piece of cinema. Yeah, great. great between uh, the first Deuce, two Deuce, films, Deuce Bigelow. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. okay. okay, Space Ram. Okay, he's back. See what I was talking That's about? Jet lag. <laughs> He's, he's finally on our For side. a little while there, I felt like the guy who recommended a film and you're watching <laughs> it with those people and everyone's going, this film sucks. That's what I felt like when I said Dave could do porn parodies. Yeah, this film sucks. <laughs> well, it, in between the first two Matrix films, it was parodied in 20 different movies and wow. spoofs, including Kung Pao Into Dave, the Fifth. Do with that? <laughs> Shrek. And Charlie's Angels. Oh, yeah. Donkey did I think Donkey did it, didn't he? Or in, in Princess Fiona did it. Oh, I remember so. seeing Shrek in the cinema he and did. being like, <laughs> how dare they mock the Matrix in this? <laughs> anyway, the Matrix was filmed in the country Australia. Yes. A nation girt by sea and yes. haunted by its own history that I shan't go into. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Ahoy, hoy, hoy. <laughs> is that what you think it is? <laughs> Ahoy, ahoy, ahoy. Ahoy, But they chose Australia for economic reasons, we tax rebates, or et cetera. Allow me to go into the taxation history of the Matrix. <laughs> but it's also being such a long way away, gave them a little bit more t- chance to hide away from the studio executives to get a little bit more artistic integrity and autonomy over the movie. The, the shooting begins the Buddhist blessing on the set on the first day, and Keanu's neck didn't quite fuse so they had to schedule rearrange a schedule to offload the physical stuff towards the end of the shoot and allow him time to heal his mm. neck so yep that's tough know, stuff do we know how he injured the neck <laughs> I don't know giving head <laughs> no I think he said he slipped in the shower yeah oh, that's what, what he was that's up to in the what he was up to in the shower we shan't know yes. not part of this uh, many of Sydney's iconic structures like the Harbour Bridge and the Opera House are blocked in the movie with new structures hiding them so the city cannot be identified by its beautiful oh. iconography is it because it is, is it set in a certain time it's, it's set, set anywhere In the 1990s. It's supposed to be any city in the world, but if you are an Australian, you can spot Australian street signs, Mm -hmm. um, phone booths. The climax of the film, you can see the Telstra logo at almost all times at the top of that sky (laughs) skyline. It's kind of fun, and especially like if you know you're Sydney, Mm -hmm. you know that they're shooting in the CBD, that's Martin Place, I know that's St. James Station, Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. all the areas. The girl in the red dress walks by Martin Place, and all the other characters in that girl in the red dress scene, all the little extras are twins. 
They get <gasps> twins to dress them up in the same costumes to kind of give you the idea of like everything's being generated and be a computer glitch. Wow. Yeah, beautiful stuff. Really thoughtful movie. Lots of cool ideas in The Matrix. Yeah, it just feels mm. like a bit of a negative use of twins to me. Like, yeah. How would you use them? <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like twins Whoa. aren't a glitch. I mm. think I think twins are just human beings. They are creepy, though, yeah? They're strange, especially when they talk their own language. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alexi and I speak a twin language. Yeah. <laughs> we share the womb for several months making fun of We were dating Jesus. the same woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Has anyone ever said that before? <laughs> we share it might be a new bit. It might be a new bit. That might be a new bit. <laughs> we shared the womb when we were dating this. Oh, my God. That is sickening. I've had two beers. <laughs> and I've had 12 and I'm fine. <laughs> Let me tell you about the most difficult sequence to shoot while making The Matrix. Mm. There's a sequence during a subway set. Mm-hmm. They had to build the subway at an old, the old wheat silos that are next to the Anzac Bridge, which is where I used to go drinking underage as a teenager. <laughs> so I have many memories associated to the Matrix and the use of illicit illegal substances. So you used to go shit yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me and all my friends would take all these laxatives <laughs> and go shit underneath. <laughs> Last one, shit, last one the shit loses. It's a real Sydney thing. Huh? It is Sydney. <laughs> we love to drop those L's, you know? That's what we say. We drop those L's and drop those traps and see what goes on. <laughs> At the beginning of shooting of this sequence, the, Mich- the Wachowskis were sick. They were working during summer and they were still wearing huge coats because they had high fevers. And then because of this sequence, because set in that subway scene, this is like, Debris has fallen everywhere, and Keanu Reeves and Hugo Weavings, they have to make contact when they fight so the dust will fly off their costumes. So this is one of the most intense fight scenes as well where they actually have to hit each other. And Hugo Weaving said, strangely, he actually prefers punching rather than receiving the punches. He said huh. it's much harder to take the hits. So I was like, yeah, brother. <laughs> what do you mean? You're saying that like that's the weird thing to say. It's the most normal reaction. It's actually crazy. A bit of a hot take of yeah, mine. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, he's I, interesting I guy. love to throw punches, but I don't enjoy yeah. it. I don't like it when it comes back my way. Yeah, yeah. I don't like it. I don't like oh, it when I, he punched me. Yeah, I love no. to give. I cannot take it. Yeah. <laughs> please, please, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> but uh, let me come in for another one. Let me go for I love to eat a I hate washing up. <laughs> Him coming in and being like, I cannot wait to punch Keanu in the face. Oh it's going to be so fun. I'm going to hit him robotic style like I'm known to do. Uh, but in this sequence as well, Chad Stahelski, who is Keanu Reeves' double, and they kind of think of this this performance as a collaboration between the two actors where he fills the gaps that Keanu quite can't quite do. Uh, he suffers many injuries from a sequence where he th- is thrown up into the roof of the subway oh. where he breaks his knee, breaks his ribs, and dislocates his shoulder. So then he is replaced by another uh, double called Darko Tuscan, who cool then name. also is injured when he a hydraulic puller machine forces him through a breakable wall. Into- hey, just a quick sidebar on uh, Chad Stahelski. He uh, is a very cool dude. Very cool. Very cool fella. dude. Very handsome dude. Hunk. Like you're doubling for Keanu. You yeah. look like a babe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? He's the stunt uh, stunt double for Keanu on this. 
by the second and third film, he's graduated to stunt coordinator. After that, he starts being an assistant director and a second unit director for other movies. Mm -hmm. And then now, do you know what he does? He writes and directs the John Wick movies starring Keanu Reeves. That's sick. How cool is that? And he's in The Matrix 4, by the way. He plays a character called Chad in that, uh, and he's Carrie Ann Moss's husband. Oh, yeah, that's, that's really so cool. cool. That is good. He cool. is so hot. He's a really handsome dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and he, he still does stunts a- and shit. Like, so like, he looks really like good. Keanu, yeah. but he can act and stuff. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Keanu, and direct. And, and right. direct. Yeah. And Keanu's just trying to find other roles for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, please, no, no. I mean, I've got- I've, yeah. I've, Maybe I've be a got director a of, or something. Yeah. 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 Just, don't, just <laughs> This is my thing, dude. Just threatened. <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe make a franchise. Gosh, maybe go redefine action cinema. How hot do you have to be to threaten Keanu? That's, I know. He's oh, a really God. handsome guy. It's really insane. Handsome. If you put them together, God, you have a great weekend. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting real horny on this episode. Yeah, well, you have had a few beers, had a few laxatives. <laughs> <laughs> How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. Upload video content, organize your video library, and showcase your content on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your video library by adding a paywall to your content. Cha-ching! <laughs> you can help with written content on your website with Squarespace AI, which I used to write this next sentence, so check this out. Generate instant, personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Explain what your site is about, choose your tone, and enter what you need to get short or long-form text. Squarespace AI... Squarespace AI makes it easier to go live, stand out, and succeed online. Oh, Dave, if only it could also not just write it, but read it too. (laughs) And edit it. (laughs) Hey, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses. Or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music, or eBooks. Man, it's starting to sound like I'm obsessed with money. (laughs) (laughs) And you are. So head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. <laughs> One thing that is very interesting to know as well is because The Matrix is such like a big philosophical movie, it's open to so many different interpretations. And there's one interpretation that we should talk about before we wrap things up, which is a modern take on The Matrix, which is The Matrix as a trans allegory. Because since the movie came out, the Wachowski siblings have both come out as trans. And 
in the original script of The Matrix, a very beloved character called Switch, played by Australian actress Belinda McClory, was a trans character. In the real world, uh, the character is masculine, and when they enter The Matrix, they are a feminine character. Ah. And that was something that was changed because, you know, people couldn't quite understand what was going on. Uh, But Lily Wachowski has discussed the film as always being about identity and the desire for transformation. It was all coming from a closeted perspective from both sisters. Lily talks about her and Lana while writing the film, not really knowing how present their trans identities were back in them in the back of their minds. But she talks about existing a space where the words or terminology didn't quite exist yet, and they always lived in a world of imagination. And that's why they're so drawn to genre storytelling and sci-fi and fantasy. So it's kind of like the new interpretation of the Matrix is this trans allegory about uh-huh. their identities that they were yet to uh, figure out and come come out with. That's it's really beautiful. cool. Yeah. So, I mean, once you know that, it's hard to like yeah. not see that when you watch the Matrix uh-huh. now. Yeah, totally. And if you've seen the Matrix Four, they explicitly state that quite a bit in the movie. There's a scene in the. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it, but there is a scene in The Matrix 4 where people sit around and discuss what The Matrix movies are about. Mm. What? The Matrix yeah. Resurrections is kind of like uh, Gremlins 2, the new yeah. batch, it's, or it's even- It's set in a world where The Matrix exists. Really? As so a video it's almost game. like a scream sort kind of thing. Of. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And there's a bit where there's all these characters going, for me, The Matrix is about kung fu. And then another one's like, no, it's a trans allegory. And then other people say other oh, shit. It is one of the strangest blockbusters weird, that has maybe. been made in the last 20 wow. years, The Matrix Resurrection. But, and good or I not? I love it, personally. I really enjoyed it, too. It yeah. reminds me of Gremlins, A New Batch meets uh, <laughs> New Nightmare, the Nightmare on Elm Street's mm. uh, reboot that has the Nightmare of Elm Street existing as a franchise, but Freddy's a real guy. Really, you weird love stuff. meta stuff, though, don't I you? I love like- meta. I love <laughs> meta. I love going two layers deep. Yeah. And you, no, that's not a euphemism. That's not an Oprah and uh, the- <laughs> Roger Ebert. Roger Roger Ebert. Ebert. <laughs> uh, but in closing, let me tell you some final thoughts on The Matrix. In North America, The Matrix went on to become the fifth highest grossing film of 1999. After Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, The Sixth Sense, Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, wow. and Toy Story 2, narrowly beating out The Mummy and Big Daddy. Holy oh, shit, what I mean, a year. I, it's, Holy it's a hell shit. of a year for, Did, for the movies. And were they all nominated for Best Picture? Uh, <laughs> Big Daddy, I, uh, yeah. I think Big Daddy did take it Big out Daddy, there. Big Daddy, the big yeah. trophy. I can't believe if you... If if I was going to guess, I would assume that Matrix was easily the biggest blockbuster of that film no, mm-hmm. uh, that year. Number five. Was, yeah. Number five. I also would have said the same thing. Surely, number one. And then you go, okay, Star Wars, Phantom Menace, right? Fair of enough. Course. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> wow. Austin <laughs> Powers, the guy had legs. It's an exciting, exciting time for me. Mm-hmm. I love it. And I also love Big Daddy. And me I love too. all those movies. Mm. Me too. My least favorite of them all, probably Toy Story 2. Yeah, fuck. Yep. I can't that's remember saying what something. That's in a the really good movie. That's also a good film, but oh, it didn't have a Jesse scuba comes Steve. In? Jesse comes yeah. in. Yeah, okay, I did like that one. And of course, you want to identify with that character. Yeah. You share the same name, exactly. <laughs> but off the list, <laughs> me, I identify with him because <laughs> you share the same name. <laughs> yeah, and I got a coin slot. <laughs> okay, this guy is getting okay. wild. Okay. This is getting real frisky. 
The Matrix won four Oscars, including editing, sound, sound effects, and visual effects. The Matrix reached its ultimate form when it was released on DVD in September of 1999 in its original aspect ratio. It was the first DVD to sell one million copies in the United States, and it was also the first DVD to sell three million copies, a record it held for a few months until Gladiator beat it. <laughs> the Ultimate Matrix Collection also sadly lost in the category of Best Menu Design at the 2005 <laughs> DVD Exclusive Awards to the Star Wars Trilogy. Brilliant. The Matrix has become a huge success and spawned three sequels, video games, and an animated anthology. And each one of them is freaking awesome. And if you don't get it, you're freaking dunce, dude. That's all I'll say. If you don't get how good the Matrix sequels are, you are are not film literate. Right, so you think two and three are as good as one? I think not as good as one. Okay. They're just awesome. Because I've heard people say that they're not good. They're I'm, real good. I'm one of those people. I hate two and three. I think they suck they're ass. Beautiful. So they're beautiful. They're really not film literate. No, I'm friend. not. You're not a dunce. I'm a dunce, apparently. You're yeah. a dunce. And I'm, I'm happy to sit here and are say I'm a dunce. Are we looking at a modern day Siskel and Ebert here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, guess which one of us fucked Oprah. <laughs> And yeah, you can have two guesses at that. <laughs> right, we share a room for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Lexi. Just quickly, mm-hmm. can you just relatively quick fire? Can yep. you name all four of the movies? And Dave will yes. then give the porn parody. Oh, okay, The Matrix. I mean, she does tricks. Something like I that. Know, the wet chicks. We, we could do the gay tricks. We could do the gay tricks. That's awesome. That's, that's, that's great. That's Beautiful. Good. The Matrix Reloaded. <laughs> we already have one. We already have one. <laughs> 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 okay, yeah. the Matrix Revolutions. Uh, we could do Revolutions. Something like that. <laughs> oh, my Lord. You're a nasty boy. Yeah. The Matrix Resurrections. <laughs> well, I mean, the Matrix. Huge erections. Yeah, Come yeah, on. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, and don't yeah, forget yeah. the Animatrix. Fana Matrix. What's Fanna? <laughs> like, it's kind of like Fanny Matrix. Oh, <laughs> thank you so Sorry, much. Yeah. I like, like the Fanny Matrix. Sometimes it's a two-step. It's a two-step. <laughs> Fanny Matrix. <laughs> he is good. I promise you. I promise you. He is good. I'll never smile. He doesn't miss. He doesn't miss. That is good stuff. That would be a different movie depending on what country you're renting. That's what's exciting about that. You don't know what you're going to get. Where's this going? That's exciting. Where's this going? Yeah, that's exciting. You know, The Matrix has even spawned religions and many other philosophical studies. What does that mean? There's a religion called Matrixism, a.k.a. the Path of the One. Mm-hmm. Uh, they claim to have over, what is it? They claim to have over 1,600 members, which isn't that many. But still, <laughs> but, that's a heck of a lot. But people have estimated it closer to 300 members, but they are a- <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. It's really <laughs> dropping here. So, we, to brag that you have 1,600 <laughs> and then for people to go, well, probably more like 300, mm. actually, if we count censuses. 300, but they got six accounts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they got but six there's like- uh, the, there's a lot of religions that have mm. kind of merged off or b- branched off from matrixism, and they they tend to believe in the idea that after death our bodies 
can get uploaded into like a cloud or a computer or a singularity or something like that. Um, it's now a, a, philosoph- a philosophy. It's called transhumanism. A lot of people talk about it. A lot of people say that is the future, that we will eventually merge with the internet or computers or technology or robots. Mm, it's almost a way of like ensuring immortality through technology. Mm. Right. Yes. And, and I, creating- for one, think it's really freaky deaky. And I think it is only deaky. I don't think it's that freaky, <laughs> mm. but it is deaky uh, because it's <laughs> the idea of like creating an actual afterlife out there, like actually guaranteeing an afterlife. Yeah, there, isn't there an episode realm. of the Black Mirror that's sort of like that? There's a, Yeah, there's a few things that have come out that are like, hey, what if your significant other who died mm. could, uh, you know, you could bring them back by turning their f- Facebook into a simulation of yeah. them or something. There's a show called Upload, which is yeah. that exact premise. Yeah. yeah. Who's um, in Upload? Nobody. Nobody. No, there's like, like, yeah, there's a very, like a very handsome man. So, yeah, some hot dude. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but, like- But hot like not- Chris Kattan? <laughs> Even hotter than Kattan. Oh, but no wow. chats to Helsky. This guy was probably- <laughs> Played. He was. He's probably either either played or been the quarterback for a homecoming queen. He has, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, okay. and yeah. like if that's the prick, prick boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's the quarterback for a homecoming queen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's fucking hot as hell. <laughs> yeah, but not in like an interesting way. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. You know, not what he's a dull way. hot. Yeah. A dull yeah. Hot. If wow. Saved by the Bell was being made, he could have played Zach. Oh, yeah. Totally. Zach. Yeah. Totally. Zach Braff. Yeah. What's that? He's hot enough to be a Zach. Wow. <laughs> Anyone called Zach is hot. Yeah. Mm. Name an ugly Zach. Um, you can't. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Zach Michaels? Okay, you made up. <laughs> Real fucko. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to leave that in or- Yeah, leave it in. Yeah, he's Zach. dead now. He died. doesn't matter. <laughs> he died. Yeah, he <laughs> got <laughs> real ugly. He got- <laughs> At the very end, yeah. <laughs> Just let the room show you. That's he fell a off guy. a cliff and got squished. It's okay. <laughs> That's a guy made up. He doesn't exist <laughs> anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I for one, I only watched The Matrix again recently, like, you know, in the last couple of years, but I'm mm. going to watch it again now. Wow. And mm. then persist with two, three, and four. Who okay. Would- and okay. the Fanny Matrix as well. Uh, yeah, you got to chuck that Fanny Matrix <laughs> on. Fanny Matrix. <laughs> can we just get a quick, before we finish up, mm-hmm. can I get a ranking order? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay, Matrix, then Animatrix, then I'll go Matrix Resurrections, then I'll go Matrix Reloaded, then Matrix Rechoded, <laughs> and then I'll say Matrix Revolutions is my least favorite one, unless I were to count the cutscenes from Enter the Matrix, the video game, Okay, which are filmed with a real actor such as Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, I asked you a question that I I didn't realize until you were answering it. I wouldn't understand the answer. Can you just give it to me in numbers? Okay. So you got one, one is one. Uh, 1.5 animated version. Is two. Yeah, that's number two. <laughs> then I would say four, then two, then three. Okay. okay. And that's mm. my pin number, so well, don't try it out. <laughs> <laughs> so Cam, Cam was right when he said the second and third ones were duds. They're not duds. They're misunderstood and misinterpreted. You ranked them last. Yeah, so but still. Something had to be last. Yeah. So, thank you You're so right. much, Jess. You're, it's limited. You. You're right. Yeah. Exactly. If yeah. you were, made me rank every film of you all time, put, they would do well. You put 1.5 ahead of them. Let's yes, be honest. Yes, because it's an They're interesting duds. animation. <laughs> it's got nine different stories. 
all chronicling different adventures set in the Matrix universe by different animation artists. But the funny thing well, is, South Park guys. Yeah, those... got the South Park guys, Family Seth Guy McFarlane. did one. One of the Bob second Burgers. or third ones is one Futurama of the like, did one with the most famous scene where there's a lot of Hugo weaving. Oh, yeah. yeah, the second one, I think. Yeah. That's number two, And there's right? just, like, too much Hugo weaving. There's heaps of Hugo weaving. Is that possible? There's, like, 15. Oh, there's never too much. Yeah, there's a especially lot of if Hugo. you're freaking Screen Australia, back in every Hugo joint. <laughs> Thank my- you for the funding for finding it. <laughs> screen Australia. My, my question is, do, you, do we know if they're going to make more of it? Uh, probably not. Well, the idea was that uh, Warner Brothers said, we're making the fourth one, and then they went to the Wachowskis and said, good news, we're going to do the fourth one. And the Wachowski said, we don't want to do it. And they said, well, we're going to do it anyway. And then uh, so then one of the Wachowskis was like, well, I guess I'll just fucking do it then if yeah, you're going to do no it. kidding. So it's only one of the Wachowskis did four. And it's about how they're being forced to do another Matrix mm. movie. That's why they're talking about the Matrix yeah. in the Matrix. Oh, no. yeah. right. It's also quite The premise of the movie yeah. is that Neo- is a video game designer who made a bunch of video games called The Matrix, yeah. 1, 2, and 3, and he's being forced to make a fourth one. Oh, and he doesn't they keep on calling it the reboot and stuff. Wow. Like, they use very, like, language that is real. They say the word Warner Brothers in the movie. They go, Warner Brothers is doing another Matrix. When they said Warner Brothers, I felt a skip in my heart I when they said I burst out laughing. Loud. It's pretty wild. I couldn't believe it. But I was like, what a it, stupid It's cool. You've ranked it number three. I, said, I didn't say skip in the heart was bad. That's <laughs> almost like in uh, Looney Tunes. Uh, back in action with Brendan Fraser where there's a couple of characters who are one, the, the Warner no. Brothers. Wow. Oh, yeah, that's yes. such a beautiful God, bit Warner of Brother, before you tell him that, that's too much information. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's an old joke too. That's good stuff. Yeah, Zach would tell that to me on the, <laughs> the old schoolyard. Rest in peace. <laughs> that's for you, brother, up in heaven. Oh, hell, we're going to have to quite some mischief here. All limbo. Whoa. Well, thank you so much for, for joining us. Uh, we're so excited for Finding Yeezus. Me too. Tell us a little bit more about it, where we can see it, when it's coming out, how many episodes, all that sort of stuff. Mm. We would love to love to know. Okay, so are you guys are you guys heard of Auntie Donna? No. Okay, so okay. there are allow me cult- to begin my report. There are a cult sketch group from Australia who have come to international acclaim mm-hmm. via the medium of Netflix and YouTube and live performance. And the big uh, three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tackle the big three. <laughs> And they, they're producing this for us, so it's mm-hmm. on their Grouse House YouTube channel, which is a YouTube channel they run for stuff that's not Auntie Donna. Yeah, a home for new Australian comedy content. Yes. And this is a documentary series. We've been working hot on the trail of this mystery about Kanye Quest 3030, a video game that we believe was used as a recruitment tool for a new age cult, not unlike the cult of the Matrixists, which mm. is about transhumanism, about finding immortality through the internet. So we're trying to find out who the creator of this game is. And who the cult leader is, mm-hmm. and whether it's all real or whether it's all a bunch of hogwash. There's six episodes. They come out every Monday from September 26th, mm-hmm. and uh, it's very, very fucking cool and it's fun. It's cool. Yeah, it's, it's very officially cool, cool guys. <laughs> it's an officially cool show. All right. Because well, the three of us, big fans of the first two seasons, mm-hmm. independently. We didn't even make each wow. other listen. We all individually wow. we love it. And listen and enjoy. People can listen to those still in podcast form. Yes, yes. But this is a video series. Mm. It's a new mystery. So, but people can listen to Finding Drago, mm-hmm. Finding Desperado to get pumped up. Yeah, Absolutely. Get finding pumped up for Finding But Jesus. is it true that what some people say is it's very manufactured, the way you do it is you know where you're ending up and then you work back from there? <laughs> or is that a, is that a lie? Yeah. <laughs> 
You know, it's uh, a little bit of movie, Matt. I'll, I'll pull back the curtain mm-hmm. and reveal to you that uh, it's all real. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. none so of it's made What, what we seconds. hear and what we see is mm. your journey. Yeah. And as you're on that journey. There's maybe two times where we know in advance what's happening mm-hmm. before we film. <laughs> but, but for the most part, it's all happening for real. Yeah, and like mm. every interview, that's all real and mm. crazy stuff that we don't know what the people are going to say. We have ideas of what we hope they're going to say. Well, yeah, that's the thing, because you have to submit scripts to Screen mm-hmm. Australia, which is weird because it's a documentary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they go, all right. Congratulations, you're doing it. We need to see six, six scripts. And we're like, what do you mean? Yeah. So we had to write a fictional version of what this show was going to be. we thought it would be like. And submit it to them and go, here's what we think will happen. And then, of course, none of that shit happened. Yeah. But so we did have an idea in our head of what we hoped might happen. Mm. But I would say, like, you know, every day was a surprise. Every day something freaking crazy happened. They kept mm. going in different directions. We had to book flights that we didn't know we had to book. Lots of crazy stuff. Oh, mm. what's the furthest place you ended up in? We went to the North Pole. <laughs> <laughs> Santa Claus was behind it. Yeah, we had to find a guy in a red suit. What safe <laughs> But let's just say- Big old beard. <laughs> big beard, big belly. How jolly was he? Oh, one of the jolliest guys I ever did see. And, yeah, he knew when I was sleeping. <laughs> hey, what list I was on. Yeah, the cool list. <laughs> making an awesome documentary series. That's Actually, a- we were going to show you guys the first episode before we recorded this, but I just realised we forgot to do that. Yeah. Wait, so- can we still watch it later? Yeah, if you yeah, want. Yeah. We'll, maybe we'll watch it before we get to everyone's favourite section of the show. Oh, yes. Yeah, do we have to yes. do that? No, no, you don't have to do <laughs> no, it. But no. before we, like the listeners at home, well, for them it's just a bloody blink of the eye, a twinkle of the nose. <laughs> yeah. But uh, for us it Gosh, might be some like moments. But before we get there, I just <laughs> love, so what's the new show called? Finding Jesus. I'd love to hear, before we go on, I'd love to hear <laughs> the porn parody name. Wow. It's got to be Finding Penis. Surely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, thank you so much. We'll be we'll thank be posting you. all about the show. Wow. Uh, thank, thank you so, you so much. much. We, we love you both. We love you guys. Thank you so much. I plan to take it and make the porno parody myself. <laughs> With Screen Australia's funding. <laughs> to help me find that penis. <laughs> Well, now it is time for everyone's favourite section of the show. We've just had a quick break, watched the first episode of Finding Jesus, had a lovely time. We've sent Alexi and Cam off with a goodie bag of do-go-on uh, lollies oh, yeah. and uh, merchandise that we haven't been able to sell, and uh, <laughs> they look chuffed as. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what a f- that was fun. What a funny show. And I'm, I'm in. I'll tell you that for nothing. You're in? I'm in. Okay. Thank you for telling me that for free because I did not want to pay for that information. Yeah, I'm I'm hooked. Mm. I'm absolutely hooked as well. They they're the me. masters of hooking you in. Yeah, every they're series they've so done funny. so far. They are so funny. I love having them on the show. I laugh so much. My face still hurts. So let's get this thirty to forty minutes out of the way so I can go rest my face. I need to ice my cheeks. Go yeah. ice those cheeks. Both pairs. Both sets of cheeks. And a pair of <laughs> cheeks. Is that something that's that yeah, kind I guess of so. phrase you'd use? So this section of the show uh, is where we get to thank our supporters. These are the people who make the show happen. Mm-hmm. They keep the lights on yeah. and the recorder on and all these other things on. And they keep us so, on. They keep us on. Yeah. Yeah. Without them, I'm off. Yeah. You're right off. 
so in this section, um, we thank these great people who support us at patreon.com slash dogoonpod or dogoonpod.com. And there's a bunch of different rewards people can get. Jess, very briefly, what are some of those things they can get? Very briefly. Yes. They can get early access to tickets to live shows. They can get three bonus episodes per calendar month. Can you believe it? Wow. They get access to a Facebook group, the nicest corner of the internet, and they get to vote on, uh, on you know, a bunch of topics. There's, so they literally get to control us mm. yeah. in this one element of our lives, which is writing reports for this podcast. And it feels good. It feels good. I like. I'm a. I'm a Virgo. Uh, so I. I love to be in control. So, but it is nice every now and then to just relinquish just a tiny little bit of control to somebody yeah. else. So funny because you two are born quite close together, and you're a Virgin. I'm a Virgin. And Dave's a Virgin. Yes, that's right. Isn't yeah. that weird? Different dialect. Okay. Yeah. Just that one day apart. Born and in different fully, places. Yeah. You're, you're that's why Dave and stars. I are so incredibly different. That's why Dave and I just can't seem to get along. Yeah. It sucks. No matter what I try. <laughs> Keep we trying just, to bring you we together. We are unpleasant to each other. The first thing we She's like to violent. do. <laughs> first thing we like to do uh, in this section of the show is the fact, quote, or question section, which has a little jingle go something like this. Fact, quote, or question. He always remembers the ding. She always remembers the jingle. And I say that now because Jess complained that I don't um, compliment her for remembering <laughs> That's things. That's our... Uh, Competitive it is between yeah. us. <laughs> you can't compliment Dave unless you also compliment me. Uh, and in this part of the show, um, we read out some fact quotes or questions. Uh, these great supporters are on the Sydney Scheinberg level or above. And as you could probably guess, they give us a fact or quote or a question, sometimes a suggestion or a brag or all sorts of things. They also get to give themselves a title. And I don't read these out till I read them out. The first one we've got this week is from Derek Brigham, who is uh, the giver of Cursed Blessings. Oh, dear. Uh-oh. Uh, Derek's asking a question this week, writing, Magic has struck. Suddenly, no matter what food you eat, it tastes like one thing. The same thing every time. You must choose what that one thing is. What do you pick? The texture and temperature stay the same as whatever the original food was. You guys having deja vu here? For example, yes. if you choose burger, ice cream would taste like a cold, creamy burger. If I was stuck, oh, and I always ask people to answer their questions yeah. if they ask one. And Derek writes, if I was stuck with this curse, I would pick the Taco Bell Cheesy Gordita Crunch oh. and eat mainly boiled chicken and steamed broccoli. Turn the curse into a blessing by being ah. the healthiest eater in the world. Yeah, I'm getting deja vu. We've yeah, definitely had full this before. Deja vu. Have we had this exact? I remember the Cheesy Gordita Crunch even. Yeah, and turning the curse into a blessing. Yeah, have I... Yes. No, I think Derek has uh, submitted the same one twice, uh, about a month apart. Derek. <laughs> Derek is desperate for an answer. Are you Are you trapped in a curse as well, Derek? <laughs> wow. If you're trapped in a curse and you can only ask a podcaster one question, <laughs> what question would you ask each month? Um, I don't remember what I said, though. I probably said bread or something. Fuck, you I make everything taste like bread. Oh, that's clever. Really? I love bread. Oh. Gosh, what did I say? Chocolate? Yeah. Chocolate, no, yeah. I, 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 think I mean, get it's, over it's your choice. You can have whatever you mm. want. But yeah, I'd get over chocolate. But I feel like I'd get over anything. Mm. Yeah, that's true. I'm going to say, I'm just going to steal Derek's answer there. Yeah, I think there's something smart in that because you know what? A cheesy um, Gordita Crunch. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. Oh, it's good stuff. Great. Yeah, I would cheesy make it something like, it's like something a taco really bell. delicious. 
but then I would just eat anything and everything because I don't yeah that I have restrictions in in what I eat or what I there's a lot of things I don't like right so then I'd just I'd just I'd become I would relieve my own anxiety around food because sometimes I'm like oh no I don't like any of this food I'd just be able to eat anything yes. but it would taste like something delicious that's good that's good yeah we're going to turn your curse into a blessing yeah. thank you very much Derek for blessing us with that curse. Thank you. Uh, the next one comes from Drew Forsberg, aka Lineal Mediocre Weight Champion. And Drew is offering us a suggestion, which is frozen custard. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't know what that is in relation to. It's a that, suggestion. That's all it says? That's the complete suggestion. That's fantastic. Frozen I, custard. I love custard. And do you reckon frozen would be like an ice cream kind of consistency? Oh, that does sound good. It sounds like a creamy. Yeah. I wanna, I'm imagining this relates to something we talked about in the past. And uh, yeah, if that's a real thing, Drew, I'm on board. I want to try it. got a little uh, definition here. Okay, hit us. Frozen custard is a cold dessert similar to ice cream, but made with eggs. Sorry, Jess. In addition to cream and sugar, it's usually kept at a warmer temperature compared to ice cream yeah. and typically has a denser consistency. Yeah, okay. Mate, oh. Oh, yeah, I wonder if it's somewhere between like like moussey, like a th- like a, 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 a thick mousse kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, I've got... Uh, there's oh, I'd one, give that a crack. You get it at Woolies and there's one that says, you can't fake the smooth, creamy richness of our frozen custard made with fresh milk, cream and eggs made in Australia. Okay, so like, mm. is it like a vanilla fl- kind of flavor? Yeah, well, this classic. is the classic. Interesting. Great. Yeah, yeah I'm taking that as Drew is just saying, "Hey, here's a suggestion. Give that a crack. Give it a crack, and Cheers. I will. I will. Me too. Dave, Can let me know when you do, and just get two, please. Can we just get a tub like this afternoon. Let's go get a tub. Bring it back. Three way. Three way tub. Let's get a tub. Fantastic. <laughs> you want to split a tub? Hey, you guys up for a tub? tub yeah. For the, tub for the table. One tub, three spoons. Thank you. A tub for the barkeep. table. It's like chips for the table. Can you tub? just get a tub for the get table? Get a tub for the table. Three spoons. Yeah, right. we're still browsing the menu. Just get us get a, tub. a tub. tub to start. Yes, we'll, we'll have a tub to start. Fight us over with a tub. For appetizer, we'll have a tub. Yeah, a couple of um, Get us a tub each. Yeah. <laughs> but still. Gasol, three a spoons. tub each. Three spoons. Uh, Not one spoon. Fantastic suggestion. Thank three you, Drew. Three tubs, one spoon. <laughs> the next one. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fun stuff there, Dave. The next one comes from Gary J from the UK. And uh, Gary J's title is, If you don't know me by now, you will never, never, never know me. <laughs> and uh, Gary's also offering a suggestion, writing, Ahoy hoy. I'm writing this the day after the live book cheat episode in London. Great to meet you, Gary. Or see you again, Gary J. And hang out, have a drink. Great crew there. Please. Continue. I just wanted to say I bloody loved it. Nat, my wife, couldn't make it, so I was going on my own. But I met up with what I thought was a few other patrons at the pub pre-show. It ended up being loads. (laughs) I was so nervous before walking in, but everyone there was so nice and lovely to each other, even though most of us had never met before. Sorry for rambling on. I just wanted to suggest people join this Facebook group as Patreons and be part of the nicest corner of the internet. Oh, that's really nice. That nice. It was lovely seeing pictures that day of everybody meeting so nice. up. That was so nice to see. Because by the time, so what they did is they met before the show for mm. a drink and a meal at a pub across the road. Then they saw the show, hung around, and then afterwards went to the bar upstairs where I met them all. And by that time, 
it did not feel like a group of people that didn't know each other. That's fantastic. It was like walking into like like a coach tour or something. Oh, that's they all the knew best. each other. And uh, yeah, it was it was awesome. It was so nice. Really nice. So nice. Gary J finishes by saying, Ta ta for now. <laughs> ta ta, Gary. Ta ta for now. I'm under what? Uh, and the final one comes that is what that's from, right? Ta ta from for now. That's the succulent Chinese meal. No, he says, ta-ta and farewell. Oh, ta-ta. <laughs> that is the second time that has come up for me today. The succulent Chinese meal video, Only the man. two times. Yeah. Comes up for me half a dozen every morning. <laughs> By this time of the day, at least a half day. Yeah. What, what was the... Uh, I don't remember exactly. I was, I, was, uh, I was walking to get some lunch with my colleagues... Uh, and my, uh, my can, good friend You can Mike, name us yeah. Matt and Dave Matt and Dave um, And then my <laughs> other friend Michael Hing was there And he made a reference to But I don't remember Exactly which line he said now we I was having, wondering what, Who that was That was tagging along with us Yeah Sorry about him I can't remember Did we have a succulent Chinese meal for lunch? No I feel uh, Ta-ta for now That's Was that Tigger T-T-F-N Oh it was From Pooh Bear Oh Pooh Bear It was Um I see you know your judo well. Oh, fantastic. And then I just said, ah, yes. Ah, yes. There was a tweet very recently that we got tagged in, like, because that video went viral again. If you don't know it, look it up. Type in succulent Chinese meal on YouTube. And and you're welcome. Enjoy the next three minutes of your life. (laughs) And someone tweeted it saying, oh, I need my favorite Aussies or something to comment on this. Have you ever seen this? And we were like, yes, we reference it most weeks. And they were like, oh, what episode? And I said about three dozen of them. Because at first I was like, oh, that's funny. They're, you know, going, oh, I thought it was uh, a joke. It probably normally only comes up in everyone's favourite section of the show, though. So True. some people might not. Oh, right. <laughs> there's, a, there's a small percentage of people who don't listen to this bit of the show. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, and the last one this week comes from Jacob Curry, a.k.a. the most major dick bong. <laughs> the most major dick bong? Yeah. Okay. And uh, Jacob (laughs) is asking a question. The question is, you have to compete in one Olympic sport. The better you do, the more money goes to charities of your choice. Who cares? Up to $2 billion (laughs) in Australian Ds. That's dollars. Okay. Okay. That's for gold. What are you competing in? See, this is hard. I had a conversation recently on on my uh, recent holiday. We were talking about you you could be on any... Any Olympic sport. You're going to the Olympics, what sport are you playing? And so we were going for like things that we think would be fun. Yeah. Okay. But in this case, if you're doing it to earn the most amount of money for charity, then you probably want to choose something you're good at. Yes. Right? But I ain't good at anything. But I, I would – my strategy – I don't know if the thing that I'm best at would be the thing that I'm best at relative to the best in the world. Totally. That's what I'm thinking as well. So, so I think the, my best option, maybe all of our best option, is going for a sport that you can fluke on, on your day. Shooting. Something like shooting. You know, anyone can pull a trigger. Yeah. Assuming you got a trigger finger. <laughs> and if it did, you oh, even shit. better. Yeah. <laughs> and then... I don't think you get to just get a semi-automatic like... <laughs> Yeah, because the thing is, you you maybe fluke it once, but I think it's like, you know, you've got to shoot multiple targets. Yeah, so. that's right. So you are yeah. unlikely to fluke, what, 20 in a row or so, but think- still a better chance of that than running 100 metres fast. Yeah, you can't what else fluke is there? That. What about like a team sport where I know oh, yes. you've been letting them down a bit. Sitting on the bench. You're on the bench, or even if you're on for a little bit for like European handball or something, I just never get the ball. That's a it's good all point. Good. What's a big team sport? Like hockey, maybe? Yeah, okay, yeah. hockey. Volleyball. Like rugby, we'd all die. I'd, I mean, I, I would have said basketball anyway. But yeah, again, nice. I'm not 
I'm nowhere near the Olympic standards. But you're good <laughs> so, depth on the bench. You could come in and shoot a couple of big threes. Yeah, yeah, and that's and then I just as walk the off. clock's ticking down at the end of each yeah. quarter, they send you on for a hail mary. Yeah, as long as none of the um, opposition defend me because they'd be two foot taller <laughs> yeah, than me, right. you'd th- um, you'd shoot it into their face. Yeah, <laughs> every time I can't get it over them. <laughs> um, I think that would be my best option. I mean, you know, I'm I'm fine at basketball. Okay, I'm going to say judo. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see I you know <laughs> your <laughs> judo well, well I reckon enough. that I could fluke it and just like pin, well, pin like an 800 I oh, know, I've got my answer now. Yeah. Speed skating. I'm going to win the Olympics. Yes. I'm going to go for the Bradbury method. Fantastic. Hang at the back. Hang back. Play for luck. Hang at the back. Three laps behind everyone else. Yeah, and they just, yeah. I'll, the, the trouble would be if that I... I have to not fall over before the end myself, <laughs> even with no one bumping into me. <laughs> I guess oh, a good call with winter, winter, like maybe luge. Yeah, somebody just falling down a hill. Um, but also, I guess there's a there's a, there's another layer of questions I want to ask, which is like, do we have time to prepare? Oh yeah. You know, like if I could go into a year long, you're right. You're uh, right. F- you know, full time training. Because, like, f- for example, my answer originally was going to be the European handball, but I realised I don't even know the rules. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do, oh, you, do you have it. time to learn? I think yeah. I've got an even better one. One of those horse ones. The horse does all the work. You're just sitting on. Yes. You get the best horse in the world. You can win gold probably. You're right. Yeah. You Are just you have good to. On horses, have to though? I mean, I can sit on a horse. Yeah, okay, great. And say... And I assume that's all it is. Yeah. If the horse is trained well enough... Yeah, right. It'll just know. Did you just Google easiest Olympic sports? I absolutely have. And these are the top 10 indoor volleyball. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Do you have to wear the tiny bikini and the indoor volleyball? Or do they get to wear shorts? I think they're allowed shorts. That's fine. I I think they might have finally changed that rule as well about the beach one as well, have they? Because there was a big protest about it. It was, because it's silly. Um, What else is there? Uh, Number one is alpine skiing. In what fucking universe is that the easiest? never been skiing in my life. Is that cross-country skiing? What's alpine? Isn't all skiing alpine skiing? Well, that's a good point. Apart from water skiing. Curling. Oh, yeah. Curling. Do they do lawn bowls? They, oh, they, is that no, Commonwealth Games? That's Commonwealth, yeah. That's another one you could probably fluke a few good shots. Yeah. If you're in the teams. I'm, get I, a few pots. I get yeah. the feeling whoever wrote this article is a good skier because they've also included ski jumping. Yeah, that's... No, I'd bizarre. break every bone yes. in my body before I made it to the ramp. You'd die in Very that. hard to fluke a good triple deke or whatever. Yeah. They've said, they've said table tennis, but no, those people, they're freaks. They're freaks. Not the way they I play. wouldn't even see the fucking no. ball. They'd be like... Wait, have we started yet? No, like, yeah, you've lost. I guess the lesson here is that none of the Olympic sports are easy. Yeah, that's that's surprising. But I mean, <laughs> show me Olympians who could host a podcast. That's a good. You know point. what I mean? Like we all have things to yeah, contribute. Yeah, that's exactly. True. Very difficult. Looks all- easy. Like in the Olympics, podcasting looks easy. Well, anything done well looks easy. Yeah, that's the that's the trick. That's why that's why people think driving is easy because I do it so you do it well. So well. But can you, you do it with it the best? <laughs> yeah. The other the other thing about the horse riding is like really old people do it, so that's probably my best chance there. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Right, great. Yeah. Get a bit of longevity as well. Yes. All great right. Great question. That it's was fun. a good question. question. Thank you to Jacob, Gary, Drew, and Derek for their facts, quotes, and questions and suggestions. Uh, and the next thing we'd like to do is thank a few more of our great supporters. Just when we comes up with a bit of a game based on the topic. Yes. Do you have uh, something, some thoughts here, Matrix related? Um, oh, cool. 
I all I could think of earlier, so I'm open to suggestions, and I know this is usually my thing, but I have been struggling with it lately. Um, the only thing I could think of was what colour pill they take. I was take. just thinking the same thing. <laughs> but, it could, but like it could be any colour. It doesn't have to just be red do? and blue. So blue makes you forget? No, it can be like... It, red makes... But that's what I mean. What oh, the colour... Oh, so one, red makes you... F- I forget which one's which. Red opens up your mind. Blue makes you forget. That's right, because I said the wrong one. And then the uh, and then we've got Look. nine other colours and what do they do when you take them? Yeah, great. All right, if I can kick us off, I'd love to thank from Bournemouth in Great Britain, it's Daisy Mowles. Daisy Mowles has taken the purple pill. Oh, what does the purple pill do, Dave? It makes you join D12, oh. the M&M rap group, <laughs> famous for their early 2000s song, Purple Pills. I wonder wow. if Four that- hills. Much like the Olympic event where you're just on in the on the bench, I could I could stand at the back of D12. Right, that's a good question. If you had to join one super rap group, mm. which one would it be? I'd just do a bit of hyping every now and then. Yeah, for sure. That's but a good one. Purple Peel for Daisy. I'd also love to thank from Leighton Buzzard in Great Britain. It is Mautes Walesiak. Great uh, name, great location. Leighton Buzzard. Never heard of that, but I love no. it. Mautes Yellow. Yellow pill. And it makes um, for a, a, like a, a limited time, it makes your piss okay. gold. Whoa. Whoa. As a, and what colour is your piss normally? Yeah, hang on a second. Um, <laughs> as in like gold colour or? Like, like No, like as in, okay, so you piss. It pit comes out in liquid form still. It's not painful. Okay. It comes out, but then you need to like piss into... You, basically, you got to save your piss. Right, right, you're like you're the goose who pissed the golden piss. Right, and so your piss then, after like a couple of minutes, it's solid gold. Right, but when it comes, so you out- could piss into a mold and make a little like uh, a little gold figu- figurine or something, oh. or just like piss into a, some Tupperware. So you're pissing <laughs> liquid gold, and then it's gonna. So does it I just a- thought you were saying the color of your piss yeah. would be gold. Well, but this I mean, is- it will be. Yes, well, yes. but it turns into like actual gold, and so then you could sell that. That's the first time you discover that you've got that affliction. You go you, to the doctors, aren't you? Well, you're ruining your toilet, aren't you? Because it gets solid in the bowl. Oh, yeah. You're ruining, Are you ruining a toilet it or you're increasing it- its value. <laughs> okay. Also- You've now got the most expensive toilet in the world. You're welcome. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. You wouldn't want to piss on a gold toilet? Yes. Well, just remember, you can always piss in my toilet. Dave doesn't deserve your piss. How do you think you got your golden tonsils? Well, my, my, <laughs> someone pissed down my throat. <laughs> also, I'm thinking about how liquid Not someone, piss- but in particular it was- Mateusz. Mateusz. That's a fantastic name. It's uh, it's just a, it's a different version of Matthew. Oh, yeah, that you makes go. sense. Yeah. Got a, so liquid, liquid piss, piss gold. But it's not forever. It's not like you're gonna have to be ki- like holding on like every time you need to go to the bathroom. You're like, okay, great. What am I gonna piss into this time to yep. make it into gold? Like it's you know, it's a few weeks or whatever, or, or maybe maybe a month. And that way you've got some time to really set yourself up for life with your gold piss. Fantastic. It. And it's not molten. It's not burning you to get it no, out. No, no, no. It's just a comfortable. Okay. It feels like a normal stream of urine. Oh. This isn't one of those blessing curses, Dave. This is just a blessing. Just a blessing. Okay. Thank goodness for that. And also imagine, you know, like, you're, oh, no, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm busting out of the toilet, but I'm on a busy train. You normally can't piss because you get your piss everywhere. But now people would be like, please piss. Please piss in my piss hands. Piss in my hands. Piss, piss in my, my bag. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
See, you know, they'd like pour out their coffee cup yeah. and piss into this. You can piss in, piss wherever you like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, finally, from me, I'd love to thank from Miriam in Kansas, in the United States, Jen Agino, Jen Agina. What color pill, Matt? I reckon uh, lime green. Oh yeah, beautiful. A lime green pill, and the lime green pill lets you fly for half an hour. Wow. Okay. Take the, take the red pill and you'll know the truth about the rabbit hole. Take the blue pill, you won't know what's going. Take this green pill, you can fly for a bit. <laughs> Just I'm for p- a bit. It's I'm not even the green pill. It's not even far enough that you could get far. Oh, but you can fly real fast. Okay. How fast are we talking? Around in, the world and back. In half an hour? Yeah. So I could like pop to London, it would take me like a couple of minutes. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. Okay. And how much, like, can you buy these pills? No, you got to see Morpheus. Yeah, yeah. You got, you've got to. But could he give you a couple so you could have like a return? You, I could like go to London, spend well, some time really around gonna, Europe, and then come back. Really, will depend on Morpheus's mood. Because the airfares <laughs> are the most expensive bit. So if I could just have, if you could get him in pairs, that'd be good. Oh yeah. Ah, oh, then what if I want to take a friend? Can I get four pills? Well, how about you split them? You know, half. You just have because it's not. Yeah, you're right. And we're only half now. You have fifteen minutes to get there. Easy. Yeah, great. Yeah, I'm just thinking about the fatal flaw in Morpheus's plan. If I was Neo in the movie, he'd say, "Which pill do you take?" And I'd say, "I can't swallow pills." Right. They get stuck. Do you have Dave. them in a? Do you have them in a jew? Yeah, do you have a sol- soluble? <laughs> what if pill? I, Dave? What if I took the pill for you and then I pissed it into your <laughs> that, mouth? That'd be great. <laughs> Would hey, that help? Imagine Morpheus is like, "It's the only other way." <laughs> <laughs> we can't crush it. Or make it into a, a gummy. Because <laughs> he, he's for his... You either have to take one or the other. He he won't just let you go. I'd be like, well, sorry, mate. <laughs> You're going to have to force it down there. Yeah. Sorry, mate. I guess I'm I'm just your sidekick now. <laughs> yeah. And and they wouldn't work as like a suppository? Yeah. I could ask that. Would you shove this up my ass, please, Morpheus? Yeah, Morpheus, please. I'm a bit, please. Of, a bit scared to do it myself, but I trust you. Please. You look like a doctor. Look at those glasses. I trust you. Um, Can I thank some people? Please do. I would love to thank from Kent in Ohio. Oh, God's country. Shannon Burns. Shannon Burns. It's the orange pill. Oh, what's the orange pill do? It makes everything taste like grapes. Oh. Which grapes? Red or green? (laughs) Uh, Green. No one's picking that. No one's picking that. What if you're a big grape fan? I love grapes. You've just been offered the power of flight. I'm going back to that question before of like everything makes everything taste like one thing. Maybe grapes. Oh, here we see. Here we go. I've got my market. I love grapes. Yum. You can fly. Enjoy enjoy your grapes as you fly for 24 hours to London. True. Yeah, you get 30 minutes of flight or grape forever. That's better value. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Yum! Yes, the orange <laughs> pill. Shannon, take it. I love grapes. The grape. Oh, have you ever tried like the fairy floss grapes? No. No. What, what does that, that mean? Yeah. They taste like fairy floss. Oh, uh-huh. have, have they like crossbred fairy floss with Yeah, they've gra- done something messed up with them, but mm. I don't care. They're delicious. Finally, oh. science is trying to solve the real problems. Yeah. Yeah. yeah grapes don't taste like I want them to. Who else cotton would you candy. like to thank? Sorry, cotton candy. That's the same thing. I know, but I just, in case Americans are like, well, what? 
We call it Fairy Floss. It's adorable. Um, I would also love to thank from Swindon in Great Britain. Oh, wonderful. Oh, lovely. <laughs> I don't know where Swindon is, but I bet they sound... It sounds like oh, that. from oh, Swindon. Oh, lovely. Oh, how oh, nice. <laughs> Last night I had a turn at Raw. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to thank... Somebody who speaks exactly like that, Lily Morley. Lily Morley. Oh, hello. <laughs> I'm Lily Morley. <laughs> From old Swindon Town. Top and Sabag. And I like it. I people don't think we're making fun. That's a beautiful accent. Gorgeous. Oh, I'm, you know, and it, in fact. <laughs> That's a tribute. You can actually take the turquoise pill yes. and transform your accent wow. no. into that very Swindon well, accent. I'm picking that pill. I don't care can what else imagine? comes up. I don't care what else comes up. I want to sound that sexy. I think yeah. it would really um like I think it would really benefit my radio career. <laughs> Welcome back to Triple J. Oh, people would love that. So Morpheus goes, take the turquoise pill and you'll sound like Lily Morley. Lily Morley from Swindon. <laughs> oh, lovely. <laughs> Thanks, Lily, and sorry. And uh, finally for me, I would love to thank from Milwaukee. Oh, wow. Alex Spore. Alex, Alex Spore. Spore. What colour pill, Matt? Colour brown pill. Oh, the brown pill. Which is chocolate flavoured for starters. Thank so goodness. it is delicious. Um, uh, but what it does is it means you don't need to wear hats. Oh, anymore. Great, because I look terrible in hats. Right, yeah, but you get all the benefits of like the shade. You of get the, hat. the shade of the hat. Really? Yeah, um, but you you don't, don't have, have to, wear to wear that. Wear you just get sun protection. So you can like you can like jump off a yacht into the ocean, mm-hmm. not worrying about your hat falling off. No. And wow, yeah, because hats, I love them. I look dumb in them. It also, I mean, that's not the only reason people wear hats. Or right. is your hair like not as affected by the elements? Like, oh yeah, because right. that. Yeah, the, give me that fucking pill. Okay, you want that one? I'll take that over. What, what else is that? What else is good for a hat? It, it shows that you're so you're always showing your team's support. You don't have to put your hat on, but they everyone still knows you go they for the Saints. Sense. You don't have yeah. to remember to take it off when you go to a place that's a bit sacred. That's true. Yeah, or like if like, you're, oh, sorry, I've offended you. I forgot to take my hat off. Don't worry about it. Never had one if on. If you're having a meal with an old person, they're like, no hats at the table. And in the reverse, there isn't there something where you have to wear a hat in some like in some time yeah, period? Yeah, like you're in Guns and Roses, you don't want got to put a hat on because God can't see the top of your head or something like that. Give him that. That was funny. Go you're on. in Guns and Roses. Yes, you got to wear a hat. A hat. That's yeah, funny. that's good stuff. So that, but that they don't need to anymore. Slash can finally let those locks flow. Yeah. No one knows what he looks like under there. Wow. <laughs> the Edge. It's a game changer for The oh, Edge. Oh, The Edge. Wow. Yeah. Incredible stuff. Take the round pill. Do you want to thank some people, Hey, I'd like to thank, thank you so much, from York now. From York, we've got Becky Harrison, York in the UK. I remember our lead show people say York. Posh. But we also <laughs> had those gentlemen Vikings, remember? Oh, yes. Right. Were they yes. from York? They huge gentleman Viking They were delightful. There's a big delightful man. Viking museum there, I believe. Or am I thinking of Bath? No, it's York. No, it was bath York. is where the baths were. Yes. Do you remember that? Do you remember when we went and to the bath? And there was the Bill, Bill Bryson gave me, us the tour. And you drove up a one-way street? Oh, uh, no, I drove through a pedestrian mall That's right. uh, that was set up for the Christmas <laughs> nativity. I'm like, oh, there's Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> got to get off this road. And with Dave got confused. He, th- he heard it was called a mall, so he mauled a crowd of people <laughs> with his car. 
That's funny. And we wish them well. <laughs> uh, but Becky Harrison, York, great stuff. What colour's big in York, though? Oh, yolk. Yolk. Yolk orange. Yolk orange. It's different yet. to yellow and orange. <laughs> yolk orange. It's yolk orange. So it's sort of halfway between a yellow and an orange, is that right? Oh, Matt, you don't get it. No, I don't get it. <laughs> and it's different to gold as well. Yeah, and I don't eat eggs, so I get it. Um, all right, let's come up with a different colour then. Just no, I like it. No, I yolk. like yolk, but what does it do? Yolk. Take the yolk pill. It, it gives you a like a protective buffer around you. Ooh, like yeah, you're in like an, an egg. egg. Oh, that's good. So no one can hurt you. Uh, but no one can get close to you either. Yeah, which is probably for the best. <laughs> so it's, there's pros and cons. They um, can't hurt you. Yeah. And that's more important. You've got an than outer ever shell. ever being vulnerable. Yeah. I enjoy don't that, you Becky. you ever be vulnerable, Becky. Well, I don't know if Becky's choosing that one. I still think she's taking the lime green pill and flying to London and back, <laughs> which is a pretty short flight <laughs> yeah, from Yeah, honestly, I, I wouldn't bother. But it seems, like a bit of a, it seems like a bit of a waste of that. Tiniest nibble. You could go anywhere in the world and you just yeah. go like down the road, essentially. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know in the UK they don't. Oh, they hate to travel. They hate to travel. So that maybe that would be convenient for you. But honestly, come to Australia. It's beautiful. It's just very far away. Yeah, pop over. Pop, pop over. Have a pop. I would next like to thank from Cam Loops in Canada. It is Tim Livingston. Oh, I presume. I presume. <laughs> I was also <laughs> thinking that. Um, uh, have we, there's I, so many colors we haven't used, like blue <laughs> or red. <laughs> but they exist. They're the, they're the well, t- them. <laughs> <laughs> With good reason. What about pink? Oh, oh pink. pink. See, Matt, that was a, that was a different red. color. Like that. Very good. Um, pink makes you uh, impervious to wedgies. Oh, and how often are wedgies coming up in your day to day? Well, Dave? if you've lived <laughs> the if you looked lived a life looking like this, you've been uh, <laughs> like a nerdling. <laughs> yeah, you've uh, you've been wedgied. Uh, the pink pill, but also th- this is great. It's also a self defense pill. Okay, because if someone gives you a wedgie, they get a wedgie. Oh. oh, so you feel nothing, and you go harder. It's like there's harder. a mirror in your pants. <laughs> And they're confused at first. Yeah. They go, what? He must be wearing some sort of strange underpants. I'll keep pulling. And they, ah, oh, ah, oh, I'm bleeding. Yeah, and they split themselves in half. Yeah, exactly. And th- and that's why it's pink, because they're wearing uh, tidy whities <laughs> with the blood mixed in. Yeah. They're pinky winkies. <laughs> they're now pinky winkies. Good on you, Tim. Take the pink pill. I, I implore you. <laughs> and finally for me, I'd like to thank from Grand Rapids in, I believe, Michigan. Is that right? It is M. M. The last classic colour probably we haven't done is black or white. Although Ooh. some people would say... They're not colours. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you were the, one of the real cool kids at my primary school... Look at what colours, they're shades. They're actually oh, shades. the shades. <laughs> but I'm talking about these are... It's a black and white pill, much like the uh, short-lived chocolate treat. And they were called like zigzags or something. Oh, but so it's not a cereal? No. No, no it was like a packet of chocolates. I don't remember those at Sounds all. Sounds delicious, but... What does that do, Dave? What does the black and white pill do? Uh, the black and white pill, it gives you access to food from your childhood that no longer exists. <gasps> Whoa. So Country mints. Anything you want. The original Milo biscuit. It was so good. What? A Milo biscuit? It was a Milo biscuit. And it great. came in like a like a, a tray, like a little packet of like... Like, you know, you get mini Kit Kats like in a multi-pack and they're in their own little packet. Do you know what I'm talking about? Kind of. Kind of like like that size, like the size of like maybe a, a credit card. Okay. 
But then there'd be five in a tray. Yeah, right. Milo biscuit. But then they came out with Milo bars and no one gave a shit about the biscuit. No. But, but I can never go back and taste them. Oh, unless I have the black and white pill. Yum, yeah. I'd have country mints. Oh, they yeah. were amazing and delicious. Used country to have, they were a road mints. trip staple. Country mints, yeah, they were classic. Amazing. Loved them. Can't see it. Can't find them anymore. Country mint. I cannot, I'm trying to Google what that, that snack was. Someone will tell me. This is much like a few weeks ago when I couldn't remember the phrase turnkey property. Mm. And that I'm week still I not got, sure that's what, that's not what I was thinking of. Right. Didn't scratch the itch for you? No. I reckon there's a good 20 or 30 people who've got in contact yeah. with me to let me know. Oh, I'm sure they're right. Do, have we got through everyone there? That is everyone there. Thank you that so much for your M, support, Thank you, M, Tim, Becky, Alex, Lily, Shannon, Jen, Matus, and Daisy. The last thing we like to do is welcome some people into the Triptych Club. This is an exclusive club for supporters of the show who have been supporting us on the shout-out level or above three straight years. Bit of theatre of the mind. I'm standing on the door of the club with a velvet rope that I'm about to lift if I call your name, which is written on my clipboard. Once you're welcomed in, everyone else is already in the club is cheering your name. Of course, Dave is a little bit of a sensitive soul. He needs a little bit of a boost and Jess is standing right behind him and whispering in his ear, Thank you so much. sweet nothings. Uh, Jess, you're normally behind the bar as well. Are you, you working tonight? Yeah, I'm wearing a long leather coat. Yes. And <laughs> small glasses. That's just because it's a new fashion choice I've decided to try. So if you could support me in that, that'd be good. And uh, the cocktails, I've got a red cocktail and a blue cocktail. And you get to choose which one you have. They both have uh, some pretty full-on effects. If you know what I mean. If you know what I mean. You're going to get shit face. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what does that mean? You'll see. You'll okay, see. All right. Have and a cocktail. You'll be right. Dave, you normally booked a band as well for the after party. You're never going to believe it. I've actually booked a band that you can hear in the Matrix. What? Whoa. Obviously, I book these months, if not years out, some of these people. They've got big touring schedules. We've got, from the Matrix, The Prodigy. Whoa. Whoa. One of my favorite bands growing up. Absolutely loved The Prodigy. It's funny because, yeah, we didn't talk at all about the the soundtrack, but that was that was a big famous soundtrack. Um, just quickly Googling here, you got Marilyn Manson there, Ministry, Prodigy, Propeller Heads. Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie. Dragula was on that. Great Ramstein, who you were singing before we started recording. That's right. I've been listening to the latest Ramstein album a bit. Yeah, they do Haas was on there. There was it was a little period of time where there was this sort of industrial sort of uh new metal-y kind of scene that was very big. And uh they were on movies like this and Spawn. I remember the Spawn soundtrack oh, okay. was big. Anyway, are you ready to, for me to announce some of these names? Please. All right, there's 10 entrants in this week. Here we go. From Waterloo in New South Wales, Australia. It's Blake Utumu. Waterloo. <laughs> Dude. But I was also thinking Blake Utumu. Uh, when I was in Italy, uh, after a meal, you would say, Ottimo. Ah. Fantastic meal. Blake Ottimo. Blake Fantastico. I'd also have a thing from Calgary. Go Flames in Canada. It's Kirk Reitmeyer. Kirk it, girl. That's in work it, girl. Yes, Kirk it. <laughs> from Clemzig in South Australia, it's Nick Mowbray. Oh, get out the Clem rig. From. Oh, he's like his stomach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Hey, this guy's cool. Woo! 
the clem- specifically the rig to Matt, use. Matt, keep going. You're ruining the momentum. From, <laughs> from address unknown. Got to assume from deep within the fortress of the moles. And offer one. Welcome our new mole overlords. It's Aaron Sells. Whatever you're selling, Aaron, I'm buying. Woo, he's my cash. From Bradford <laughs> in Great Britain. It's Ashley Dickinson. Ooh, Cashley Dickinson. Yes. More like Radford. Loaded. loaded from with cash. Canawindra in New South Wales. It's Jack Beath. Jack Beath, nimble. Jack <laughs> Beath, quick. Yes. From Adelston in Surrey in Great Britain, it's Sophie Tutor. When she tutors, she never misses. I thought you were going to say shooter. So that's sure, I've, I, I've got in my own head about Sophie's name because I've said it wrong every time and I can't remember which way I say it wrong. I believe it is shooter. Shooter. Damn shooter to killer. From Haugsand in Norway, <laughs> it's Lenny Holmes. <laughs> Lenny. Dave, can you say it prop better? Lenny Ho- Hoynes? It's a zero. It's an O with a cross through it. You always ask me this. I never know. Yeah, you seem like you would know this yeah. for some reason. Uh, what are we going with? So I can uh, from Haug Sound in Norway. It's Lenny Hoynes. Lenny, when he here, he cool. Oh. Uh, from Makina in Illinois, in the United States, it's Sean Gallagher. Sean, respawn. It's Sean Gallagher. Yeah, Sean's respawned. From Shoreham by Sea in Great Britain, it's Annie. There's only one thing I'm sure sure of. And that is that I get to see you, Annie. And I smell wet dog. I knew it. I knew (laughs) it. Thank you so much to Annie, Sean, Lenny, (laughs) Sophie, Jack, Ashley, Aaron, Nick, Kirk, and Blake. (laughs) We're trying to pump these people up and you're telling them they smell like a wet dog? No, no. I'm smell... No. Mr. Walbuck smells wet dog, which is a compliment. And uh, that brings us to the end of the episode. Jess, what can we? What do we need to tell people before we go? That if they want to suggest a topic, anybody can do so. You don't have to, you know, support us on Patreon or anything to do that. Um, there's a little bird on the balcony. <laughs> wow, I, hello, I little could, bird. I couldn't ignore it. That's a hot bird. That's a beautiful little. Uh, oh, was that a, Sydney has beautiful birds. It might be Look a rainbow that. lorikeet. Yeah. Yes, you can suggest a topic. There is a link in the show notes. Also on our website, dogoonpod.com, where you can also find information about upcoming live shows you can uh find old episodes and you can buy a big range of merchandise wow what have we got hoodies other types of jumpers stickers stickers (laughs) um we'll be back next week (laughs) with another episode but until then also thank you so much for listening and goodbye Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry shampoo, Chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.